Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, I'm excited to be here for a number of reasons. Are you? I don't think so. You sound excited. I, I feel excited. I feel good. I feel oh. good. I y'all, don't know why. You all tingly inside? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel very tingly inside. That's a very strange feeling. Uh, no, because we have pizza port. Oh. In the studio um, again, again. Which I'm. Really it wasn't that long about. ago, was it? No, it wasn't that long about. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Oh no, they make good beers. Is Devin here? Devin is not here. No, we have Sean. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, look, dude, they brought some good beers, of course. So uh, well, if you're in the not? area, come down and and I think they have what four. Uh, Lupe, how many beers does Pizza Port have on tap? Six right now. Oh, six, seven. So he doesn't. Lupe doesn't yeah, know. He just works here. What Count do you it in Spanish, Lupe. More than one. <laughs> that was the problem. I didn't ask him in Spanish. Right, yeah. yeah. Quantos beers. Quantos cervezas tienes. Tienen? Now he knows. Yeah, Jill, you want to drive with a hop grenade? <laughs> you want to, yeah, okay, there you go. See? There you go. She said yes. Right. Lupe, you're fired. Hired. I'm just kidding. I can't do that. 
Uh, but I'm really excited. And then we're also talking uh, with the AHA Governing Committee. Apparently, there's an election coming up. So as we do, uh, I, I don't want to say every year because uh, I don't know if that's yeah, uh, I think we a do. yearly thing. You gotta give but them we talk time. about them all the time, right? they got to give them their airtime. Yeah. I don't think we interview the candidate. Are, gonna, are we right. going to do the candidate interview things? We're going to do the candidate interview yeah. things We didn't today. do that last year. We did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yep. Oh. It's the law. It's a an equal airtime oh, opportunity. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's written down in the bylaws. Yeah, I think we just do it because we're cool. I already voted. Oh. Very cool. Oh, oh you, you, you wrote voted? in already? I'll just vote twice. Oh. <laughs> oh, they don't let you. One for Mike yeah. McDowell and one for Tasty right. McDowell. This is in Nevada. Right. <laughs> Look at you. Don't let you anywhere near a polling place during the presidential <laughs> yeah. election. I've seen your Trump sticker. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. He'll make citizens out of anybody Trump. walking by. <laughs> hey, you. Uh, 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 you want to uh, uh, just give me your card. I'll vote for you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be a good time. I like yeah. I like the interviews. I like to know what people in the homebrew world are thinking and doing, and uh, and and what people want. You know. Yeah. I like our little election system. We can't just let fun. anybody who wants to be on the committee on the committee. <laughs> no, no, that would be uh, yeah. be very dangerous, Warren. Yes, It'd be very dangerous. I want right. to know. Then I would be on the committee. I want to vote for the person who who is going to build a wall in between, um, you know, certain craft beer areas, so they would mm-hmm. just be homebrew centric only. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the someone someone to come up with that crazy. Idea. I want I want someone who's for temperature control for everybody. <laughs> for um, free temperature control, right? You brewed beer, you should be able to have temperature control it for free, right? Right. I mean, that, every store has to have temperature control right. for all the craft beer everywhere. Make it a law. It's California; yeah. they'd do it. They totally would do it. it yeah. That'd be like the equivalent of when you're running for like uh, office in middle school. Where you're going to do <laughs> right. Chocolate milk coming out of the faucet for everybody. Yeah. 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 Candy machines on every floor. Right. I tell you, I'll vote for the first person to tell me that I'll get free temperature control. Subsidized. We don't have to pay for it. Beardy just if you that. elect me, I will give you free temperature control. <laughs> well, you have two. Just take one from you and give me one. And then right. that, I, that's I have even. A, for you, I only promised it to you, not everybody. Right. Because, I, yeah, I have two. Okay. So I'll give you one. This is just a private conversation you and I are having. And well, I want your vote. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. Perfect. I'll give, you, I'll give you that vote. Uh, before we get too far into it, though, uh, I definitely wanted to remind you people to support the people who support us. Uh, we literally would not be here without our sponsors like More Beer, who bring you this show and every Sunday or excuse me, Monday session at a little throwback. I, you know, oh, I, had wow. a, I had a throwback a to, to better times where we can you know, hang out on a Sunday. TBS? T- maybe. Isn't that what the hashtags are? Right? TBT. Instead of Thursday, throwback Sunday. You're choking up right now. I don't understand. What's he doing? The hashtags. Doing? That's what the kids are doing oh. these days, right? Go ahead, Bill. Throwback Sorry. No, I, I understand where you're going with this, but you should just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, when Bev shuts you down, you know you've gone too far. Which is most of the time. Yeah. What are you eating, Bev? Gummy savers. <laughs> yeah. Because lifesavers are too hard? Are you getting that old where your hard candies don't, don't cut anymore? No, I had to run to fries before the uh, show started. Emer- and you, you on an got- emergency basis, and I got stuck in the line with the candy. Yeah, you got. And cut I was out. like, I need all of this, so yeah. I bought a Kit Kat and some gummy savers. Jesus yeah. And wait, wait, wait. There's more. And um, some Starburst. Yeah. And some Jolly Ranchers. 
Wow. So they they saw you coming a mile away. I don't know if anybody, uh, you know, if you, you guys don't have a Fry's in your area, it's the it's like the uh, Costco of electronics. You can get everything there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and then but they make you walk like the um, the green mile or the, whatever. No, it's the gauntlet. Uh, it's so confusing. It's a maze. Yeah. You're lucky it's, to get to a register. It's candy on it's one like side for like buys for oh, days. Yeah. Everything under a buck for like our, 40 yards. Yeah. It's just your walk. And then on the other side, it's like USB chargers and, and just everything. Yeah. That you don't need wall to wall cell phone cases, portable yeah. mouses, which was why I went there. Yeah, in the in the in and the then the all this one buy. line funnels in, so you can go to all the registers. But they it, it they do this on purpose. It's oh for sure for people like Bev. <laughs> Look, I'm just doing my part. <laughs> Who need all the yeah. candy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably have to restock that shelf, don't they? I only bought four <laughs> things. <stock. laughs> Just four. Just four. You get some of that astronaut ice cream? I think that's the trick to getting a yacht body is uh, gummy bears and Starburst. <laughs> Look, I've given up. I don't even care. Yacht it body? is all moo yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> when did you give up? I want to know. <laughs> About four years ago. <laughs> what day? What was the day? Really? When did I admit I gave up? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, you know what? Dieting's not fun. Ain't nobody no. trying to do that. Hey. No. So I have exercised more this week than I have probably in the last year. So well, don't give yourself a heart attack. Yeah. Or I, I should say this this month, not just this week. I'm trying okay. to just change a few things up. So what are you doing? Did you walk to fries? Hell no. <laughs> Would you like to start this show at seven? Um, That's just so about I'm, did. I'm doing a, a mix up between the Power Ninety, which is the precursor to the P Ninety. It's not as hard. Uh, <gasps> Yoga okay. for the days that I can't move after the Power 90. Right. And something called the Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> huh. Which is insanely hard. I think I've seen that movie. Are they always on uh, VHS? No, we download them. <laughs> you can I had Sam just bootlegged them. <laughs> you get them from Adam and Eve, I think. The Brazilian butt lift specifically. Uh, yep. yeah. What's the Brazilian butt lift? It's like it's intense, <laughs> it's intense lower body cardio. Like lots of squatting so and twerking. Oh, really? I wish you would teach me how to twerk. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Go to YouTube. You'll get we'll get somebody on, on, oh, no. the, on the ship to teach you that. Oh. Can you guys even look? I don't have coordination when I'm walking. Let alone drinking. Would be horrible. While, while drinking, dude. I read some uh, some obscure uh, story about this. Apparently, there's a twerker star or whatever called Big Frida. I'm sure Bev knows all. I know, but I'm gonna look oh, Google okay. her in about three seconds. It's a him, but it's a Caitlyn oh. Jenner thing. So oh. let's just leave it alone. Huh. Um, and uh, it, she was performing in Michigan. And the Michigan, the state shut her down because there's some alcohol law that says you can't uh, suggestively dance when there's alcohol being served. And they consider twerking as suggestive dance, which, you know, let's, let's be fair. honest, it totally is. I mean, you're making a clap. It's like, I, where, where and when? Let's do this right now. I heard of an elementary school teacher getting fired because she was twerking under a pseudonym in like some club, like counties away. Like she was going out of her way. To, to separate her it. professional life from her twerking life. <laughs> and she somehow got caught. <laughs> he snorted. And got, lost her teaching job. Wow. Yeah. Hope she makes good money twerking. I would have just promoted really her. Sad. I would have just promoted her to like physical education counselor or whatever, like PE coach. Right. I mean, fire her if she's teaching your kids how to twerk, but. You know, if she's doing it in her own time. Don't yeah. judge her. It's yeah, not like she was the, doing it on the recess yard. Yeah, she's a <laughs> civics teacher. Like, all right, today I'm going to demonstrate how to pass a bill. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever twerking does. Pass all your bills to the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to collect them. Hold on a second. Oh, gross. <laughs> 
Um, yes, go ahead. I, was Beth, sorry. Say, I will say gummy savers do not go well with my uh, Roden. No, not Roden Buck. What is this? Any like beer. Rogan beer. <laughs> Rog Rogan beer. Tasty yeah. finish it for you. Any beer. Yeah. yeah good, good generally, call. gummy <laughs> savers and any beer don't really go well. Good call, um, if you want to support a really awesome banter like this, you can go to uh, thebrewingnetwork.com. You can click on the Amazon link. You can do your Amazon shopping <clears throat> Excuse me, through there. Um, you can also buy uh, Hellasick merch from our store. Um, Bev, I have some shirts coming in, actually. Some new, some actually new designs. Are they here? Uh, I don't, I don't think they were delivered yet, but they, they have shipped. Yeah, then, you, you and Doc both have some... New fancy yeah. threads that, coming. We're gonna I get all sweet. dressed up. I got mine super quick. Bevo sent me some. Where's mine going? Week. That's fucked up. They're all yeah. coming here. Okay. Well, we have to give half to your ex-wife, so right. You're gonna get half shirts. <laughs> that's not been. Uh, you can keep the top half. Been, uh, commandeered by the court. Yeah, they're gonna so. be. They're gonna be belly shirts. <laughs> they haven't decided. Yeah, yeah. You'll get the top half, but they'll, they'll, right below your nipples are gonna stop. Is that all right? Perfect for the cruise. Sure. Right. So you don't get the sunburn, but you still get some tan, and you show off the you know the belly button. Yeah, it's just I, a vented, just it's a through, vented cut. I just sit through an appointment at the uh, CPA today with her. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have to take away all sharp objects? Two anymore? hours of hell. Really? Yeah. Doing taxes? Yep. Oh, man. But then you got to leave. And not have to deal with it. Well, we screamed well, a little good. in the parking lot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. At this point, alone in your you... car or at her? <laughs> at yes. this point, what do you what do you have to? I mean, it's kind of done. It's over, right? Or are you still like fighting for the last Kit Kat bar or something? No, we just push each other's buttons. It doesn't have to be about anything. It's, oh, really? Oh, yeah. No. See, these are the things that I need to know. Mm. Being a newlywed. And you be oh, the, the old the old dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where 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 is this headed? Yeah. So I can you know get there faster. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll teach you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do some feedback. Hey, I like feedback. feedback. I still need to find that fucking song for you, Doc. Uh, this one is about can filling, and it's from Tom. He says, "Hey, I just listened to the 2000. Uh, excuse me, the February 08, 06 Half Moon Show." I, I don't know what that means. Half Moon Bay? 020806. Maybe 16? Anyway. Uh, during feedback, Beardy mentioned that Last during can filling process, <laughs> cans do not... This guy, this is an old interview. He was yeah. in the future, and then he came back. Okay. Right. I like that. Uh, during feedback, Beardy mentioned that during the can filling process, cans do not get 100% evacuated of oxygen. I am the brewer for the Moore Beer Company in UK, which we had on the show. I think Justin was the guy's name we had on? The head brewer? James? Whatever. I remember the name. I remember having them on, though. Yeah, that was good beer, too. Uh, James. James. Um, and we recently purchased a new canning line. We have a German Leibinger 9 head rotary counter pressure filler. I butchered that. Uh, it makes a full seal on top of the can before filling and CO2 flushes, then CO2 pressurizes before filling. It does, however, stay open along the conveyor until it hits the seamer, but the seamer then shoots a burst CO2 underneath the lid just before it seams in to keep the oxygen contact to a minimum. We do also 100% can condition, so zero oxygen contact for us is not essential but for others looking into canning, there are some cool new machines coming onto the market. Cheers from Tom. More beer company, Days Road, Bristol. Cool. Look at that. Technology. If beauty. you're going to get a packaging system and money's not an object, then German is the way to go. Yeah? Yeah. They make the best stuff, right? Right. 
Well, it sounds like it. I mean, look at that. There's uh, like three or four different ways that that shit fucking pressurizes. Right. I, I was referring more to what kind of is more common in American craft canning, yeah. where the budget's really tight, and there's a couple, like two or three kind of main manufacturers, and they're pretty much just open filling on their canning lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like the, the entry. Yeah, that's, your, like you said, your, your entry-level machine right, right? yeah because that's, that's what a lot of people are doing yeah. here yeah yeah uh this one is from justin he says hey guys i've been listening to old and new episodes every day for the last year and i just love everything you guys do probably except for the intro to the show uh, i just listened to the first charlie uh, papazian interview and it's so funny to hear you mention this goofy new guy from more beer that will be joining the program named jason and the show was never the same i love you jp well thanks justin i love you too i guess uh, anyways, I live in Eugene, Oregon, so everybody freaking homebrews. But I have to say that listening to the various shows on the Brewing Network has given me an advantage in the competitions lately. This summer, I took home best in show at the Oregon State Fair with a Saison, and I just took three first place ribbons at the KLCC Brewfest. That's pretty right. good, right? Nice. <clears throat> Uh, two of those came from one beer, a clone of Jamil's Evil Twin, Dry Hop with Mosaic, Specialty IPA and American Amber. I imagine were the categories. Um, keep up the ass hattery. I would give some shout-outs here, but I love all of you guys equally, except Bevo, who is the bright center of the BN universe. Aw, huh. that's sweet. And he says, beer, uh, beers and cookies for all. So... There I like go. cookies. There oh. you go. There you go, teacher. Yeah. Like chocolate chip cookies? Yeah, maybe. He doesn't say. Oh. Whatever you want. I don't like chocolate chip That's the way he is, right? Whatever you want. It's not oh, about it's him. it's my choice. Yeah, he's not telling oh. you, right? Oh. That's really nice. I thought so, too. Uh, this next one's from Marcus uh, about a contest idea. He says, how about we take turns guessing what the hell is really going on with Justin? <laughs> you could tell us if... <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You no. can tell us if we're getting warmer or colder. There's no way you're going to be anywhere <laughs> anywhere out of freezing. Uh, the website glitch tweaking cover story is lame and doesn't sound like anything Justin would spend a month doing. <laughs> uh, one other thing, uh, I heard you mention soda water in passing in a recent show. I keep a keg of water in the keezer, which I fucking hate oh, that great term. Name? Can you just call it a kegerator? Uh, I gas the crap out of it. Which why do you have crap in your water? And it's good, but my carbonation seems to dissipate a lot more quickly than store-bought. It'd be great to hear from the Brain Trust about the difference between carbonating beer and carbonating water. Keep up the good work. JP's really getting the hang of the host position, but he can still suck it. That's from Marcus. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mine, I do it too. Mine is fine, I guess. It depends on what pressure you're serving at. I'm, I, I carbonated at 10 I don't know. I don't know. What do you? Yeah. What does he want, Doc? Uh, what he's saying is his water is... Uh can unfizzy faster than his beer does. Water doesn't have any proteins in it like beer does. Yeah. It's surround the bubbles and help hold them in. Uh it's also kind of a a balance with the uh the gas that's dissolved plus there's the carbonic acid that's in there. It's it's kind of a the balance there. So there's more in beer to help keep the bubbles in. Got it. Instead of just plain water. Got it. All right. Well, it, has, it has the proteins and things like that. Yeah. So don't worry about it. I mean, if you That's think simple answer. if you think there's something wrong, you know, buy a bottle of carbonated it's water, um, and then drink you know drink that and see how fast that goes flat, man. Don't worry about it. I'm sure whatever you're doing is fine, Marcus. Yeah. 
this is from Trevor. He says, uh, hey, guys, with all the talk about people condemning breweries selling out to mega beer corporations and whether we should label craft as indie, uh, I don't think I've heard you guys talk about the most important point in all of this, and that's the large corporations like AB InBev lobby the government in ways that may hurt smaller breweries, home brewers, and it's no secret that they've lobbied to keep marijuana illegal either. Uh, the, the I wouldn't, breweries have? Yes. Oh. You didn't know that? I, I, it was a secret for me. I specifically heard Sean from Pizza Port was like, you know what? One thing I've been doing on my off time is going to D.C. and making marijuana illegal. I want to keep it that really? way. Really? So even Pizza Port's doing it now? Especially Pizza Port. Wow. That's all they do, dude. Wow. How many millions do you think they're spending on this? <laughs> yeah, tons of millions. I think he was talking about InBev. Oh. He was. Shit. Okay. Uh, well, sorry Back about up that. all your jokes. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't blame anyone for wanting to state a clear difference between themselves and these corporations. Insert American Homebrew Association plug here. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll talk to uh, a little bit about that because, you know, uh, Pizza Port being uh, in, in SoCal, uh, there's a few breweries that have sold out there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, a giant, I guess, independent yeah. brewery still. So a I do want to talk to yeah. yeah, I do want to talk to them about that. Um I, you know, I guess I just don't really care. We got some beer news related to that, too. And uh, marijuana is legal in California, so <laughs> what do we care? Sure, yeah. They've, uh, it's no secret that they've lobbied to keep marijuana illegal either. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not because they're lobbyists and you can hire them. I don't know. Right. They'll say anything for money. Yeah, Trevor, you kind of, you know, you win. I <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, so true. Um, our next one is from Alex. Uh, he's from Texas. He's Baruz in the forums, all you Baruz fans out there. Uh, hi. First off, the regular thanks for everything you guys do for homebrewing and the craft beer industry. Over the six years uh, I've been listening, you've definitely helped make me a better brewer. I hope so. Uh, after the uh, NHC last year and all the flack the BN got for winning Club of the Year, you had mentioned you wanted to change things up with the Brewing Network Club as the club name. I haven't heard of anything recently regarding this, as I just got an email this morning saying I've been accepted for two entries to the NHC. First time I'll be entering the competition. I'd like to put you down as my club. Did you want us, quote, loyal club members, unquote, to not use the BN this year? Did you want to make divisions, etc.? Please let me know what you prefer us to use this year. Thanks again for everything you do. Uh, P.S. Just listen to the marketing show you had last December. Great info. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I don't know. It's not Justin's the one I don't who think you're to qualified to make these decisions. Yeah. Well, the only thing I would say is since no decision has been made, just keep keep on keeping on. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah do what you want. Uh, you know what you want to do. You want to enter as the BN, the Brewing Network. So do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if that's, I mean, because look, we didn't start the Brewing Network as a homebrew club. And, you know, we, we can't stress that enough. That was, uh, I forget the listener's name. but it Do was we know a, who did? Oh. Uh, yeah. Someone someone, had, someone had said, yeah, he, okay. he uh, several years ago, he was like, yeah, hey, I just, you know, started us as a club. So uh, it's definitely a, a, you know, grassroots thing. We don't really control it. Um, and uh, you guys identify with us as, as homebrewers, man. And, and we love that. We dig the hell out of that. And, um, you know, we don't have really control over what it's called or, or whatever. Uh, maybe we do. I don't know. But uh, look, man, do what you want to do, man. Even though, you know what? Look, fuck Justin. Even if he says don't do it, just still still do it. If that's what you want to do and you identify with us over your shitty local homebrew club, then then enter us as your club. I say do it. Do yeah. it. Justin's not here to say no. Whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, this, this is my favorite. Well, inter- yeah. Sorry, Tasty. Go well, ahead. he had his chance to say no. He just, needs, he just needs to remove the club off the list. Then people couldn't enter. Yeah, I and when you go that's to the true, register yeah. and ask you for the club, and then you got to be on that list. Yeah. So. Oh, is it a drop-down list now? Yeah, I'm sure it is. 
Oh, I thought it was a type-in thing. No, it's, oh, a, it's, type it's, in it's a drop-down. Hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Technology, dude. Wow. Yeah. Like the I got to get with the times. Look at Tasty knowing all the things. Yeah. So he's, you know, obviously de facto made a decision. Do it again. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Be right, because he, did, you know, well, by, by not making a decision. So you're saying well, it is on the shields. list. Bring shields since you can't see it. Are you going to sit with us this year, or are you going to no, go, no, 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 go off on your own table? Okay, yeah, that's right. He made an appearance last year for about 20 minutes well, up in the front. Before the awards. Right. Right. And then he retreated to the back. He was probably one of the ones going, boom! <laughs> yeah. I was, get right. off the stage! I, I was yeah. behind those guys. Oh, my God. They're horrible. So rude. You're talking about the BN club. Right. No, that's some other club that was booing. Oh, I want to boo every club. I want people to hold, hold just a few guys. I want people to hold signs up. You know, like a baseball game or some shit. Yeah, just we'll like just uh, print it up and hand them out. Totally <laughs> <laughs> so should. We should. We should have the templates uh, so you can download them on the website yeah, and you can print them at up. home. Oh yeah. yeah, we could come up with our own slogans to bash us. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it'd be great. It'd be amazing. Um, this one is from someone called You Suck. He says, Dear IPA hater, which uh, I imagine is Obviously me. is you. Yeah. This is my first time ever writing in, and it's because you really dropped the ball with the Matt Cole from Fatheads interview. You finally get a great brewer on from Ohio, and you talk to him for five minutes and then hang up. Matt Cole and his crew are killing it with wonderful beers, and because he's not a local yokel, he gets five fucking minutes and takes a backseat to yet another Bay Area brewer. Do you guys even do any research on your guests? Fatheads won five fucking medals at GABF this year. Four golds and a silver. Yet, no mention. How many did Half Bay win? First of all, what? Uh, two years in a row, a brewery from Ohio won gold at GABF in the Imperial IPA category. Fatheads in 2015 and Columbus Brewing Company in 2014. So they're making awesome beers here in Ohio, but all you ever do is shit for your uh, shill for your West Coast buddies. Gotta help them draw people in to pay their bills because the beers aren't doing it. And? Fuck you. <laughs> First of all, this guy's you suck, what, right? Wasn't yeah. the uh, Half Moon Bay guy, James? James. The, uh, the guest on the, the show? The, yes. the in studio guest. Our so guest here's the show is about his right. Here, Here's what happens. That, well, forgive us. <laughs> yes. We've been trying to get James Costa on the show. Yeah. He's been involved in more influential breweries. Yeah. Uh, than any of your fucking backwoods people in Ohio. So, first of all, just you chill the fuck out for a second. Uh, second of all, uh, Matt happened to win. We wouldn't even had him on, but Matt won at the Double IPA Fest at the Bistro, and he sent in an email and was like, "Hey, I love you know, I'd love to talk to you guys about my win." So we called him up and talked to him about his win. And that's it. That's all he wanted to talk about. That's all we wanted to talk about because we already had a guest booked. Number three, we've already had fat heads on. Uh, huh. How many? Number four, uh, another Bay Area brewer. We don't really. I mean, maybe it's been a little heavy, but uh, who gives a shit? It's craft beer. It's beer. Who who cares? What what difference does it make where the the people are from? I don't understand why that why that's super important to you. Do you want just because there's two people in Ohio doing something that you want now an, an Ohio show? Yeah. Uh, congratulations! You have two people in Ohio producing something that more than two people in Ohio want to drink. Yay! Well, he could just start his own beer podcast in Ohio and talk only to Ohio breweries. Yeah. That's true. And then after the second episode, he would he'd quit because there's nothing else <laughs> there's nothing else to do in Ohio except brew beer and leave. Mm. Well, then you might do a podcast about him leaving. Yeah, apparently not. Do you even do any research on your guests? Okay. Bro, don't even worry about it. Well, I just like the way he starts off with, you suck, and then he backs it up. 
with, 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 with a whole bunch of you know, hateful him, diatribes. Oh, oh, I thought that was that. his name. I'll give him that. He 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 said that he 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 made the uh, the premise was that we are terrible. <laughs> Right. And he backed it up. Yeah. So he stated his thesis. Kudos to and that. Provided supporting. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Kudos we to that. Appreciate the support. Um, the next guy says, uh, "Where did it go? I lost everything." But that's um, what feedback's for, right, guys? That's, right. That's what feedback's for. So I kind of wrote it. It, it was like, it was like, yeah, dude, chill the fuck out. Just relax." Everyone called, like, before the show. Before the show, we started a little late, and there were a couple people like, well, you know, uh, I don't understand. Doesn't this start at 6 o'clock? Because things happen. Everyone just relax. Yeah. Just take a breath. Have a beer. Breathe. For for, for people who are, like, supportive of this, like, you know, kind of um, grassroots, you know, craft beer thing, everyone is so fucking uptight when things don't go their way. Everyone relax. But then they won't have anything to tweet about. Mellow. I know. Chill. Well, that's true. By the way, do we have a Twitter game? Uh, we do have we a will. Twitter game. Yeah, yeah, we will in a second. Hold on a second. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be fine. <laughs> just trying to move along. You were a little. Now I'm going to get super millennial and be like too too uh, too sensitive. You just you don't don't need to raise your voice. We'll t- we'll go to the conflict room and we'll yeah. talk about it. We just need to change our <laughs> states of mind right now. Uh, this next one is from Junkyard. He says, "Hey guys, I was just listening to your episode on hop selection and heard Tasty and Nate talking about how they sometimes throw hops away. They were expressing concerns of their own methods of rolling up the bag and throwing it in the freezer. Anyways, I wanted to share a hop life hack. Which, first of all, huh? because you figured out a way to do something is not a hack. And hop life, shut up. Anyway, uh, that I figured out over a few years of pro brewing. Get a travel." size clothing iron, purge the hot bag with CO2, then push out most of the CO2 and immediately use the hot clothing iron to seal the bag you got them uh, you got them in back up. Every bag that hops are packaged in should work. They are sealed by heat from the factory. Alright, so get a, uh, yeah. a small clothing iron and uh, seal your bags back up. Tasty, what do you think of that? Stop wasting hops. Well, I'm doing that. I've, 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 I got a vacuum sealer. I was right. going to say, could yeah, you just use vacuum. a vacuum sealer? Yeah, that's what I yeah. 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 But vacuum sealers are like 60 bucks and a well, shitty that, clothing iron is 10 bucks. I have oxygenated the hops. And, you know, every time I open that bag up and take two ounces, and yeah. I'll, well, usually it's out of a 16 ounce bag, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm exposing the rest to oxygen. And you, you just care, but you 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 can throw them out, and I guess that's the beauty I of just get some more. Yeah, it's the beauty yeah. of home brewing is or throw yeah. some nitrogen in there and reseal it. When you're a one yeah. percenter like Tasty, <laughs> well, you can just use two ounces well, and throw away fourteen. It's probably fine. true. Well, so, sometimes I'll get like you know I got four ounces left in a sixteen ounce bag, right, so I say sure. I better order some more. Oh, it's on sale. I'll even get two bags. So then I go to use the old ones. I got the new ones. I go like, ah, oh, fuck that. I use the new ones. I right? just throw the rest away. Yeah, yeah. I do that with uh, tires for my car. <laughs> I get, I yeah. need four. I get six because <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Right. Right. And then you end up throwing the two away when it's time to get four more. Right. Well, winter's winter was here. And it's you wipe by two. Uh, last but not least, Massimo writes in. He says, "Hello, Justin. I've been listening to your brewcast for a few months now. From the beginning, I'm into your thirtieth birthday." Mm-mm. Whoa. Happy birthday. <laughs> I still have nine years of brewcasts to go. <laughs> All right. Damn, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love you guys, man. You're like family. Not sure what's happening currently on the show. I'm in Cupertino until March 15 and would love to meet you guys. Any chance? <laughs> 
Please let me know the show schedule so I can buy you a pint in Massimo. Uh, yeah, that'd be great, but we're kind of all leaving uh, Monday. <laughs> right. Justin's not here, so you definitely aren't uh, caught up. Uh, but if you want to come down, you know, there's probably people here at the Hop Grenade, send me an email or whatever, and uh, maybe we can get some We're here now. But if he's, we're here now. If he's not caught up, he's not going to even listen to this for another nine years. See, in, in like oh. nine years, he's going to be like, I had my chance. Oh, near miss. It'll be on Craigslist. Yeah. Those near misses. Uh, maybe I'll write him back, but till March 15th, we we gone, Ben, right? right? We come back yeah. from I the mean, cruise, and then we gone again. If he wants to come and see us this week, we could maybe do that, but that's it. Yeah, right now. He might be listening live right now. Oh, maybe. Or or the week after the cruise. We have a couple shows that week. No. No. Yes, we do. No, we're going to... Uh, can we... In- oh, Is that you a guys secret? It's, it's the week after, after the cruise. No. I don't even know. Beer camp? Or can we announce that we're doing if, Sierra yeah. Nevada beer camp? Is that allowed? I didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, Doc. Don't worry about it. There was an email. <laughs> there was an email. Yeah, well, so I was excluded. Uh, yes, you were Fine. excluded. There was an age limit. All right, let's, uh, we're going to hit some uh, AHA governing committee people. Okay. Um, let's talk we're gonna hit with... We're going to hit them really oh. hard. Uh, we're running a little late. Wow, we're running super late. Bev, why did you do this to me? Oh, Whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I had a comeback, no. and then I just... It, it's and you gone. Didn't. She gone. Yeah. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> By the way, I've been working on my Yacht Rock station for the cruise. I'm excited. Right. Me too. Nice. Uh, I'm adding a, a bunch of stations and thumbs downing some people. Of course I, you are. Well, like, like the police. Plen- plenty of Toto, I think. <laughs> That's what you, yeah, right. I'm, I'm favoriting that. Right. Oh, yeah. Thumbs up. Uh, uh, is this Betty? Yes, it is. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Betty. This is Jason. And uh, we have Warren and Tasty and Doc here as well. Uh, sorry for calling you uh, a little bit later than scheduled. We had uh, some technical issues, and uh, then we just got to rambling. Which is usual. I, I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very new. It's not something we normally do. Uh, so you are running in the governing committee, right? Yes, I am. Uh, okay, well, why don't you uh, just give us a little quick uh, spiel about uh, why people should be voting for you for the uh, for the governing committee. Well, thank you for inviting me tonight. There's a few things that I see in the uh, craft beer and the home brewing that I think that we need to be looking at. And some of those issues are associated with regulatory issues in the communities. I live in Southern California, and we have many cities that have craft beer uh, pubs available and there's a few cities that haven't and there's a lot of what i'll say some inane regulations out there (laughs) i think as a community we need to be working towards being credible being professional being ethical but removing some of those impediments for for the organization the other issue of very much of a concern, particularly with some of the clubs, is to promote responsible consumption to reduce liability. Mm. Make sure that we get that education out there. The last thing you want to do is have a very negative issue on the front page of the newspaper. So, you know, I know that every event that I've ever gone to on the brew fest and things like that have always been promoting responsible um, drinking as well as making sure that you don't drive Oh, after consuming. So I think that that's very important. Yeah, absolutely. The the third aspect is I live in an area where we have extreme uh, water supply issues, and I work in the environmental regulatory area throughout the country. 
and many of our areas are facing water supply issues, water quality issue, energy consumption, and solid waste. And a lot of our breweries are generating a lot of materials. A lot of them are doing very important sustainability. But I think that it's important for us uh, to focus on some of the regulatory issues so that we're not having to respond to changes in regulatory uh, arena. For example, when I see regulations change, it always goes to the far end of the pendulum. So you don't want to be in there reacting to that. So working and being part of the community, being sustainable, I think is very important. And integrating all of those issues of the regulatory, avoiding liability issue, and creating a sustainability makes us a better community member. Excellent. Outstanding. Uh, you know, I, I like the point about uh, about responsible consumption. You know, we are, for the most part, pretty responsible. But I think as craft beer and, and homebrewing kind of grows, you you kind of you can absorb the people that are kind of new to this whole thing, and they don't. You know, they come from drinking four percent beers to twelve percent, you know, barley wines, and they don't necessarily really understand. Right. When yeah. you leave the the double IPA festival. Be a little bit aware of how many you've had. Yeah, park your Maserati your and take an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. plan ahead. You know. Yeah, right. Unless you know you're going to go one and done. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Then just plan around that. Plan around that. Uh, all right, Betty. Well, thank you very much. Uh, sp- uh, pronounce your last name for me. It's Be- Betty Dehoney. Betty Dehoney. Okay, perfect. Uh, thank you very much, Betty. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Have a good evening, guys. You, you too. too. She's very prepared. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Had her talking points ready. Yeah, which is which is nice because, uh, you know, this is a, v- a very limited, you know, platform. You have a, you have a couple minutes to kind of get your thoughts together. Right. Yeah. And uh, she did it, that's for sure. All right. The next person we're going to be talking to is Fred Bonjour. And I believe we've spoken with Fred a couple of times before. Yeah. Where's Fred from? I don't know. Huh? He France? France. Bonjour. Bonjour. Just a guess. He's probably from Ohio when you yeah, heard my... Got Fred. Fred, how's it going, man? This is Jason. Pretty good. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. Sorry it's a little bit late. We're running a little behind schedule, but uh, I'm sure you can deal with that. I'm sure you're all right. Behind schedule? Yeah. We have a schedule? We have a schedule. Nobody, yeah, ish. nobody really knows. Especially, they were made to be broken anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, Fred. Well, you're up uh, to tell us about the governing committee and uh, and what you can uh, bring to the table, man. Well, the governing committee, committee is comprised of 15 individuals that you, all your listeners, and a whole bunch of other people, you know, vote for to represent you, uh, homebrewers. By the way, I, I think it's a good idea that we should try and get. Uh, some temperature control for everybody. <laughs> I like this guy already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we also got some water here we'd love to get rid of. You guys have heard of Flint, right? Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Don't trust water you yeah, can't see. Seriously, you know, the responsible drinking, that's something, you know, we always encourage and try and structure all of our events such that uh, uh, that is, you know, the way most people go. There's always an exception or two. But for the most part, you know, yeah, we're pretty responsible. I've, uh, I was the chair for the uh, Grand Rapids conference, uh, and you know, talk a lot locally with the uh, governing committee and the uh, conference committee about you know where we're going in the future, 
what can we do, try and you know, look at how we can best meet our membership's needs in that arena. And, you know, we got plans, you know, several years out as to where it's going to be. Unfortunately, I can't tell you any more than Baltimore right now. Okay. Secret stuff. Secret stuff. Oh, well, I, secret. I got the feeling, you know, some of the word is out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we're out there doing it. But uh, you've got a bunch of great people that run. The people that run there are serious about beer. Um, duh, you are too. But, uh, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, the funny thing about this, uh, the home brewers that, you know, listen and talk and communicate are serious about beer. Our job on the governing committee is to listen to what all of you guys want and see what we can do about incorporating it, managing the mm-hmm. growth uh, or currently the uh, lack of it, you know, within the uh, uh, American Home Brewers Association is one of the things we look at. We have been growing phenomenally for a few years, and all of a sudden that growth curve just stopped. No. And, you know, we look at things like that. What can we do uh, to change that, to bring more people into this hobby that we so much love? Yes. The more people, the better. I've always the said people, that. The more people, the better. I mean, it, it's... Homebrewers among the you know greatest people uh, I've ever met in my life. I you know thoroughly enjoy them. Them and strippers, I think, are the two groups of people. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, more people. The more people, the better. <laughs> except when I'm in the room, and then it's the opposite. But for the most part, the more people, the better. Yeah. Have you met Jason before? <laughs> <laughs> no, not 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 the, uh, this lifetime. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we rode together somewhere in the Civil War, but we don't want to talk about oh. that. Uh, all right, Fred. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time, man, and uh, good luck to you during the uh, during the election. Why, thank you. All right. We'll see you later. All right, bye. Uh, okay. Now we're going to get uh, George West on the line here. Are we going through all of them tonight? We're going through all of them. We There's two? only four. Oh. Yeah, we oh. have two more to do. Oh, it's a small election this year. With only yeah, didn't we people. have 13 once? There, there was yeah, a was, lot well, last and we year. Had to, we had to space it out right. yeah. over like uh, like three shows yeah. or something like that. Yeah, like the month, the month of committee votes. Yeah. Which, hey, it's important. Oh, definitely. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's real important. I feel like uh, one of those moderators on the debates, if I watched the debates or cared about them at right. all. Uh, but I feel like what I think they would be like, mm. right? You ask one question, then it's over? Yeah. Is this George? Yeah, it should be. Hey, George, how you doing, man? Doing well. Awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time and talking with us a little bit today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So, uh, the governing committee election is coming up, and uh, you know we're just uh, we're here to listen to you and uh, you know what you think is important about the uh, the upcoming election and what people should uh, keep in mind and, and ultimately why we should vote for you. Okay. Sure. Let me dust my phone off. I was actually just right outside and dropped my phone in a snowbank. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> Snow. Um, okay. Um, first of all, I, I think that there may be some confusion among some people that they have met in the past just because I go by George and also Stuart. Okay. Um, okay. Is my middle name. So, uh, you know, there may be people that have uh, have encountered me before that would go, who the hell is George? <laughs> yeah. Is he Stewart's brother? Cause, uh, uh, yeah, because I've already, already heard some of you people. 
George. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I threw my head in the ring at the suggestion of a number of people with maybe contribution to the uh, George, can you uh, hold the phone a little bit closer to your mouth? We're kind of you're cutting in and out, and I think it might be a distance issue. Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, that's great. Better, okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, I threw my hat in the ring because a number of people said they thought that I could make a contribution uh, on the governing board. I've been doing that, you know, quite a bit. Uh, I stepped down at NHC. Uh, regional competitions with New York State uh, the last few years in Austin and uh, had a really, I guess, uh, uh, exposure in terms of what uh, goes into that and what goes into the national competition. Um, you know, in terms of my background, I, I don't necessarily toot my own horn very well, but I know that uh, <laughs> you know, what, I, what I did on the website was basically just kind of outline who I am, what I've been, um, some of the things that drive me, but you know, I, I really didn't go into the entire resume of, of these are the things that I've done. Yeah. Um, you know, in addition to to, uh, to the NHD work, um, you know, I, I was the head of the Home Rangers, which is a fairly large home group club. Um, ran Dixie Cup, which was a, a fairly large home group competition, uh, averages about a thousand entries. Um, and uh, you know, there's. It's been a whole, you know, kind of litany of things that I've been doing since I started homebrewing back in the late 1990s. Um, I, I don't think I included that I was uh, one of the first Cicerones in, in Safe Texas. Uh, took that uh, seven years ago. Awesome. And, uh, BJPP judge. Um, in a lot of competition. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm up here in Colorado in part because I entered and wanted to support the hot volume Ailers, um, which is a Boulder Hungry Club, uh, and go to their home for competition, Red Hop. Um, so I, we split our time between Austin and Boulder. Uh, and we do that in part because I work from home and uh, I have the time and opportunity to contribute to things like this. And I think that that's kind of a big consideration um, and should be is how much time can people actually contribute um to something, to a position like this. Um, and I have the time and I have the effort. And I have the background as well. Um, I've also been on boards before. Um, I was on board at Black Star Co-op, which was the first cooperative oh, yeah. group. Of. Sure. Yeah, we talked to them on the show, I think, a couple of times, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I was on uh, right when they transitioned from uh, from becoming an idea to actually opening their group up. So... You know, it was a tumultuous time yeah. in terms of being on a board. Um, so that was really interesting. It kind of drove home, you know, the idea of, of collaboration and consensus building. Um, but, you know, I think you also have to stand your ground and, and not be afraid to to uh, challenge the status quo. Um, and I think that's you know, one of the reasons to take this. I'll go ahead and, and uh, run for the AHC uh, governing board. Um, you know, I know that you know, at least you know, the two incumbents are certainly you know, well-qualified, well-known, well-regarded. I mean, uh, gosh, can't say enough about them. Um, <laughs> but I always, always think that, you know, there's there's room for a set of new eyes and ears. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily to be disrupt- disruptive, but, uh, you know, there's, there's always a, I think, it's always a good thing to change people up. 
Um, you know, that's why I didn't run, for instance, in the Black Star Board. I, I served there for three years. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it's time for somebody else to come in and and give a new perspective and perhaps, you know, do something different. Because sometimes you know, we get into the complacency of doing the same thing over and over again, making the same mistakes. And sometimes it takes people from outside to actually come in and say, hey, you know, maybe we should think about doing something different. Um, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my, my, you know, what I've been trying to do since I started home learning is always get um, a lot of people away. Um, you know, from Scott Erdwell at the Falcos, um, when I first started brewing beer, um, to people like, uh, nope, I think we lost you. Tried to do the same oh. thing. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, George. You were you were breaking up there, but uh, sure, yeah. yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know, there's there's always been people who've been very. <laughs> yeah, we lost there you, are always those people. Yeah, sorry about that, George. We uh, we lost you. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, friggin' Skype. I'm gonna blame yeah. Skype, George. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that your your carrier. You know, it was. Uh, yeah, it could it was have been Skype. a lot of things. Right. Could have been you. It, well, it definitely wasn't that. It definitely wasn't that. No, you were trying hard. I was trying hard. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I always try hard. And then last but not least, we're talking with Denny Khan. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, our old friend Denny Khan. Emphasis on old. I mean, f- emphasis on friend. Did I put too many numbers in here? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. No, I did it right. I'm surprised we're giving there him any time. He has his own podcast to, to air his uh, platform from. Call to invalid number. What well, surely he's on? asked the other uh, people to come on. I mean, equal time, right? Oh yeah, for oh. sure. Oh, that's. Right. I don't know if they do things by the law up in Oregon or wherever he is. Uh, you know how hard it is for me. Okay, you know how stupid I am. How stupid that's are just, you? That's just pretty obvious. But when I'm like typing in a number, I have to like read the words out loud or read the numbers out loud. And mm-hmm. it took it took all it took all my effort to not read Denny's number live on the air <laughs> while I'm entering in the thing. And I'm like, what's that? That's that's fine. I'm gonna go right ahead. <laughs> it's on the bathroom stall of most of the bars in Oregon, anyway. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Denny, how you doing, buddy? Good man. How are you? I'm good. I'm just sitting here drinking beer, talking with uh, you lovely people that are running on the governing committee board. Or oh boy, you lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all. You know. Look, hey, man. It's all luck, right? What are you gonna do? right man that's what life is about <laughs> <laughs> uh but we're here today to speak with you uh not extolling the virtues of a long life uh converse clad and uh drug addled life but uh, <clears throat> uh talking about the governing committee and why uh why our lovely listeners should be voting for mr denny Khan. um well you know let's let's start from the beginning i've been brewing for about uh, 18 years uh just brewed my 495th batch. Uh, my third book about home brewing is about to come out in May. Uh, I'm the only home brewer ever to have a strain of uh, brewing yeast named after him. Uh, <laughs> but all that shit aside, the really important thing is that I have previously served on the governing committee for nine years, uh, so I've got a track record. Um, when I came on to the governing committee in 2006, my main goal was to get them to do something about their crappy beer town website and <laughs> to the forum. Uh, 
And I'm, I'm proud to say that, that those things happened. Uh, you know, I helped put together the forum, and I'm the administrator there. And they were so successful, it spurred the Brewers Association to change their own website and uh, make another a number of other changes. So it, it's like I, I guess I've shown that I can come up with ideas that will help homebrewers and work with people to get them implemented. All right. And that's a good website, by the way, too. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You know? uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, it's just uh, I, have, I have a real passion for doing this. Uh, should I become reelected and serve another three terms, it will mean that I will have been on the governing committee for 18 years, which will be a quarter of my life at that point. Wow. So, wow. Uh, You've been doing, you're doing a lot of uh, soul-searching and reflecting, it sounds like. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, and math. Yeah, you know, when, when you get old, you have time to do that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I think your brain switches on to a certain point, like as you progress. Because I've been doing a lot of that as well. Like, you know, what's my legacy? You know, blah blah blah. And it's it's like uh, it's frustrating, and I don't know how you deal with it. I don't know how you deal with uh, being wildly successful and popular. Wildly successful and popular. <laughs> well, uh, you know, because uh, I'm struggling with the uh, same thing. So, you know, somebody brought up today uh, on on uh, the AHA forum that there's this whole new group of authorities today and, you know, was gracious enough to list me along with a lot of other people. And I just had to say, I, I, I kind of feel uncomfortable being an authority. I'm just a guy who has brewed and read and studied a whole lot and just likes to share what I've learned to help other people decide how to make better beer. What is one of the perks of being an authority figure for 18 years? <laughs> you, you get invited to a lot of events, man. That's <laughs> uh, of course, most of them, uh, you know, don't pay, but you get invited to them anyway. Well, oh. it, you know, it's homebrewing. You're not, you're, not, you're not giving a TED Talk or anything. <laughs> yes. Right, man. No. <laughs> you know, as Drew and I like to say, it's not curing cancer, it's home brewing. <laughs> uh, all right, Denny, we're going to let you split, man. That was it. Short and sweet. Just like Doc. All right, man. Uh, Thank, you so. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, we'll see you uh, in June at the conference. Yeah, sounds yeah. good, buddy. All right. All right, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bring your Kevlar. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, Beardy, hurry up. What's our uh, Twitter game? Uh, this, is, Twitter. this is too much for you. This is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. So since it's too much for me. Beardy, what the fuck is the Twitter uh, game? What are the brewcasters doing to get ready for the Bushikus next week? <laughs> what are the brewcasters doing to get ready for the Labruski cruise? Next week. Next week. Since it's only a week away. Like, are we doing crunches and sit-ups? <laughs> or are we eating gummy bears and spraying bronzer on ourselves? Um, I rub bronzer on myself. I don't spray it. That's how you get the orange sheen? No, we got to rub it in. No, that was a Warm. spray. That's oh. why I don't spray it anymore. <laughs> did you Did you pull a snooky and get all orange on us? Oh, you were there. You guys were... Uh, where were you guys going? I don't know, man. You were where, where, driving were down... Were we no, going to the Firestone Walker? You, no, you were driving down with Sam... Uh, you were driving down to San Diego for NHC. Oh, that's what it was. 
Okay. And, and I showed it up at Justin's house to drop Abby off, and it was super hot that day, and I had a dress on, but I had definitely... Oh, s- yeah. yeah. She had the legs had, of an Oompa Loompa. What was it called? It was like Sally Hansen natural legs or something. It comes natural in a can. Legs. I called it tan in a can. Right. It didn't work. <laughs> Sally Hansen natural legs. Isn't the, the, the just a point of fact, like yeah. when you ever, whenever you wake up, your legs are natural? That's just what they are. Full disclaimer, mm. um, yeah. if you want to get a tan on the Labruski Cruise, you should just stand next to me because my skin actually works as a reflector. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Oh. Well, whenever, well, so Kyle and I are going to be shooting some video. We, we might need a bounce card. <laughs> right. She'll so. be your white balance. Yeah. <laughs> white balance yeah. off the, of my uh, legs. Yeah. <laughs> Put the, uh, the reflector on. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Kind of a long break. We had a lot of stuff to do. When come back we're going to be wrapping with the folks from pizza port uh talking about all their tasty beers and drinking some too it's a session we'll be back right after this you're listening to the brewcasters brewcasters on the brewing network Yeast Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Lab's production facility. Gonna brew? Yeastman to the rescue. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up 
a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brendan Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewcasters are back. It is 401 beer. Whatever. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for hanging around. Uh, I do want to say that feedback was brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Uh, Handsome John, as I like to call him, but the Beer Law Center. Uh, He works hard to protect you and your businesses from the evil uh, people in foreign nations who want to use your logo to make beer and then try to strong-arm you into letting you sell your beer in your own country. That's a very particular situation to just make up off the top of your head. He's like Liam Neeson in Taken. He has a very particular set of skills. Oh. Yeah. Uh, So if you have a brewery and you have a German brewery trying to fleece you for your own logo, Mm -hmm. John will stop it. Wow. He'll fly over there and just start kicking ass. His boat. You ever seen uh, Banshee, that show? It's on like Cinemax or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, one of the bad guys has like a a henchman in a bow tie. Uh And he's like if Jack Bauer and uh, Raylan from Justified had a baby uh, okay. and then was raised by Katie Sackhoff from Longmire, it would be this this kid. I have not seen any of those shows. Fuck, I hate you so much right now. Yeah. But, God. but, you know, Downton Abbey, though. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Turn you off. All right, Warren is no longer on the show. So, anyway, that was feedback. I apologize. Uh, and then the Twitter game, of course, was brought to you by the Labruski Cruise, which uh, there are still rooms available. So if you have next week off, uh, dudes, and you want to come hang out and party, there's going to be a bunch of bands. There's going to be Doc. There's going to be uh, Doc again. <laughs> and then there's, be everywhere. there's going to be uh, beer. Uh, and then there's also going to be Doc. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you ever want to party with, that's what we, sh- we should have. Uh, uh, I don't sleep, by the way. If you don't want to remember the cruise, right? We should have been billing this as a "Let's Party with Doc" cruise. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> should it's be. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't want to say anything, but uh, we all have matching outfits. Uh, but you said something. You said something. Yeah, well, actually, I tried one on. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Your uh, white jacket. Yeah, yeah but I was uh, totally clueless. Well, we're going to have. Why do I have this on? We'll have poolside attire and evening wear. That's Ooh. so we will we will look right fitting for the occasion. So no I don't really even is. need to pack a bag then. Form no. and function, not yeah. just both. Not, right. not either or, right? Yep. Tasty. What, what do you do? You have matching outfits with the people you're going to New Zealand with? No, I'm just going to dress like. Just dress like a, a hoodie guy from the U.S. <laughs> a hoodie guy, <laughs> like this. Yeah, okay, I'm going to be myself. You're going to be yourself. Yeah. No costume requirement. No, yourself. we are. We are definitely uh, on the yacht rock committee on the. Um, oh. On the cruise. Yeah. Have you been practicing your shuffleboard skills? I mean, you know when to show up. And, uh, <laughs> I have not. This lose is... all your money the first day. <laughs> Do you, is that what happens? Do people like... Uh, I never uh, been on a cruise. I have no idea what happens. Well, it you is... probably would in the casino. Well, I'm going to stay far away from the casino because I don't... I don't... I'm not good at casino type things. I can't... No, there's I can't... too many people in the casino and you have to interact. That's what it is. <laughs> right? I think so. Doctor me favor. Somehow Bev locked herself out of the studio. Would you please open the door? Thank you. Locked me out. Good job, Beth. I didn't, yeah. do, it. I didn't do anything. Next time we'll give hey, you a pink uh, she's, she's new to this yeah. producing thing. So we'll do the paperwork first thing. The and the boat sails at four, so be there. Four on uh, Tuesday? No, she locked herself out. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Well, we're traveling with her. You and I, I think, are traveling I know. with her. I, oh, yeah. So you guys yeah. are going to have some games and stuff, I heard, right? You guys going to do yes. some entertaining? We're going to do, yeah, well, we're going to, you try, know, I mean. quote, unquote, entertaining. <laughs> we'll have yeah. games. They won't be entertaining. Right. I think uh, we have, I don't know what we're doing. I mean, we do have one planned um, where I think it's like the newlywed game, cool. uh, but oh. with homebrewers. And we're basically going to try to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible, uh, you know, do you and learned. your brewing partner, that whole kind of thing, you know, oh, okay. our, our basic lowbrow humor to me amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but matching outfits, tasty. Right. We're matching well, outfits for the whole week. Like the t-shirts, yeah. or are you going to be shirts? No, no, no. We're going to no, have, no. we have socks, oh, swim trunks, tank tops. tank tops, white sport coats. It's the maiden voyage right. of the Brewing Network Yacht Club. <laughs> right. Captain's hat? Um, um, I have my Greek fisherman's hat I'm going to bring. And uh, <laughs> boat shoes are encouraged. Yeah, I bought some uh, boat shoes with, like, palm fronds on them. It's, yeah. oh, they're, gonna, they're fucking amazing. Shoes. Oh. Yeah. You're not on the email. That's why. That's why we're not. I've been more glad I'm not. Not my right. fault. Just, Justin <laughs> gave us your sizes, and so I assumed you were already filled in on everything. Yeah. No. You assumed. <laughs> no. Right. No. I knew nothing. Well, I still well, know nothing. Now you know that Justin knows all of your dimensions <laughs> for clothing. Yeah. And coffins. So <laughs> hey, yeah. we're, we're good buddies. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So <laughs> know that stuff about each other. He just measured you up. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the, the Labruski cruise is bringing the Twitter game, which is what again, Warren? Uh, what are we doing to get ready for the Labruski cruise? <clears throat> Apparently, we're making clothes. Apparently, not yeah. practicing your shuffleboard. So far, no one said yeah. that on Twitter yet. Hmm. But they'd be right. Well, because nobody knows, right? Well, now they do. Yeah. But uh, there are still rooms available. Uh, not many, though. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be uh, uh, pretty nice. much a sold-out thing. They have a pretty good beer selection on this thing? I think so. They, they have some uh, announced on their website, but I think they're still getting breweries in kind of right now. I know some of the staff is already on the cruise ship, and then they have two stops, and then they're going to be in Miami on Tuesday whenever oh, we leave. Oh, really? There are already people on the ship There are right people now? on the ship going from wherever to where. Yeah, they're partying right now. Oh, wow. That's probably when all the nudity happened. Oh, we didn't get invited to the pre-party? We didn't get invited to the naked parties, dude, uh, which sucks. But huh. probably everyone on the naked party is like in their early 20s and is it's, that's okay. Well, I'm still in my 20s. Yeah, but not really. Uh, yeah, but yeah. you kind of look like a caveman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Follically speaking, you're not. How am I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I going to show off my BN Yacht Club tattoo? <laughs> 
if uh, I don't get invited to the naked parties. You're not. Oh, well. Well, yeah. you know, I think the naked parties need to be spontaneous and just kind of got to start it yourself. So you're saying I have to start the naked party? Yeah, pretty much, you got to yeah. start it yourself. Oh, okay. But you, you, you're such a, you're like a Brillo pad. Right. You're going to take your shirt off and be, be like, I'm naked. Right. Like, no, come on, dude, seriously. Well, this why isn't a wool cardigan right? party. <laughs> I'm not sweating for my health. <laughs> right. All right, anyway. Oh, are you getting your back wax for the, for, <laughs> for the crew? Just, just his back, though. Not his front or anything else. Uh, just no. the back. Well, you couldn't see the front even if I did. <laughs> Nobody knows. Have you right. seen the front in a while? I'm sure it's still there. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> Never know. I don't know. We were just in the back. Let's, okay, let's stop <laughs> talking about this. Because I can go on for days. We have guests. We do, we do have guests. We have the pizza pork crew in the studio. We have Jill. And we have Sean. How are you guys doing? Can you hear Good. me? We, we got you get you tuned in or whatever. Thanks oh, for having right us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks for coming up. Uh, this is the second time you guys have been representing on the show and I'm pretty stoked about it. We like to hang out with our friends, so thanks for making that possible. Hell yeah. Thanks for calling me your friend. Hey. <laughs> oh, we're friends now. There's still time. Anytime. Yeah. And you have six beers on tap. We have six outside mm-hmm. in the hop grenade, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, what are we drinking right now, Sean? Uh, this is Shark Bite Red. Uh, it's the very first brew we've ever made at Pizza Port in Solana Beach. Um, Vince and Gina are our owners, and they started Pizza Port 29 years ago. And this was the first beer they ever did, and we're we're still brewing it. A lot of it sells really well. It's won GABF mm-hmm. and World Beer Cup the last two years. So wow! It's a Cascade Centennial hops and a lot of dark caramel malts of C77, C120. And it's a red. Oh, it's a red beer. In case you couldn't tell from the uh, from the name or the the caramel list, um, do you think the, are those coming back in style, man? Reds. Yeah, because for a while I think like, <laughs> I don't think so. No, you don't think so. Because like in the nineties, in the nineties they were kind of everywhere. And they I were, think now yeah. that you know brewers uh, were like, oh, we can use more than like the whatever sea hops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, IPAs have kind of taken off. Are, are reds and those kind of other weird styles coming back? This beer sells really well at our pub, and we have a, a, a non-hoppy amber that's yeah. our number one draft at the pubs. But, like, in the general market, if it doesn't say IPA on the bottle, people don't buy it. So, so would Lucky. you call this a red Lucky. IPA? Uh, it almost is, yeah. It's 6%. It's a little on the lower end, but, yeah. It's, it's on the lower end. For uh, an IPA. For an IPA. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's very, I, I think it's right. very well that's balanced. That's a fair statement. Yeah. It's a great beer. Yeah. I'm not even a, typically a red ale fan, and I'm even digging this beer. Partially because I like Cascade and Centennial, I think helps. Yeah. But it's good. Well, then with, the, with those caramel malts, you would think it'd be kind of heavier mouthfeel, but uh, right. was there some biscuit malt or Very well like attenuated. this toasty malt kind of hanging out in there that, for me, yeah, it's just, clears uh, it up, right? Yeah, we just use, we don't use any of the lighter crystals, just the dark ones and just two row. And we use uh, Crisp and Paul's for our for our caramel malts. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So just two row and crystal malt. That's it. Yeah. Nothing... The, the English caramel malts I feel have a lot more complexity to them. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's why you get a lot of the toasty flavors and everything. It's not. It's just not sugar caramel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got a depth to it. Nice. And you mentioned a second base malt besides the crisp. Uh, Paul's. Paul's. So, but I'm not familiar with that malt. What's, uh, it's a it's an English malt as well. Another English malt. Yeah, it, malted it, by it, a guy called Paul. <laughs> Only him. Only him. So yeah, they're they're. It's actually quite different. Um, the crisp and the Paul's caramel flavors, surprisingly. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the Paul's definitely has more of the toasty flavor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the crisp is just like up in your 
up in your face. Up in your, all up in your shit. Yeah. Oh, mirror's battery. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and, exactly. And that, that toastiness at the bottom kind of helps it out. Yeah. It helps uh, dry it out, I guess, yeah, with the yeah. sensation of Crisp drying finish, it. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. This beer is well done. Yeah, I like it. It's got the. If you don't look at it, you just think it's a really nice IPA. Then it's got that nice little caramel bite. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know about Pizza Port, this is a little blurb I stole off their Wikipedia page. Uh, the Solana Beach location was named Small Brew Pub of the Year in both 2003 and 2004 at JBF. In 2006, you were named one of the top 50 places to have a beer in America by Beer Advocate, which is pretty cool. Um, your beers have won several prizes at World Beer Cup, including five gold medals. In 2010, the Pizza Port family of breweries won six awards for its beers at the World Beer Cup. And in 2012, they won five more. Five more. That's insane. In 2009, 2010, and 2011, Pizza Port Carlsbad was named Large Brew Pub of the Year at the GABF. That's an insane amount of awards and and uh, I don't know props. Do kids still say that these days? Do your kids say props, Doc? Not to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll slap the shit out of him if they. Oh, yeah. uh, that's huge. I yeah. mean, you guys have had huge success. Yeah, we've had an incredible string of brewers come through there. Vince and Gina have done an awesome job of hiring great brewers. And yeah, Bressy Ranch is three years old, and it's the only brewery that hasn't won Brewery of the Year at GBF. Mm. And, so we got to work on that. Yeah, so there was a brewer at Bressy Ranch going, God damn it, I just got to, I don't know what's going on. Be careful, it's been Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Sean going, are I'm you, just, let's, let's <laughs> talk about you. Maybe it's a psychological thing. We'll get some sports psychologists in here. It'll be, it'll be all right. You'll get there. So uh, what are you, uh, what are you doing now at, at Pizza Port? Uh, Besides yes. bring up Bressy, apparently. So yeah, the Bressy Ranch came about because our owner wanted beer in a can and it morphed into this fairly large production facility um we just do 16 ounce cans and we have five cans right now and um are those tall boys a 16 ounce tall boy or is it just more like a tall girl tall girl tall girl you know tall not girl. quite as tall yeah. as a tall boy but yeah. a, a 12 ounce beer doesn't look the same anymore but no. more attractive yeah right hey <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. yes <laughs> yeah then we um so breasty ranch uh let me see we're we just launched in Northern California, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, all the other places are little pubs. Brewers have complete freedom to brew whatever they want, and so we do brew more of a the, the production beers at Bressy, but still have some fun. We have some smaller tanks we got to play around with. Yeah, what, what I like about your your models, you have how many locations? Four, five, 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 five yeah. locations, and each one is as unique as the other. It's and, I, and I like that. And For I was sure. uh, yeah, I was online checking out uh, checking out your beers. Um, on one of those review sites or whatever, and it's just you kept scrolling down. Yeah, there's you guys brew a ton of different beers. Yeah, always changing. You obviously want to keep your regulars happy with their favorites. But yeah, the brewers have you know carte blanche to do whatever they want. And I feel like I feel like you guys do more than uh, I would say your average brewery with more than one tasting room. I mean, you guys do a lot of different styles, and you would think being in in SoCal, you're just IPA focused. Super hop forward beers, but you do Kolsch's and you do brown ales and you do kind of stuff that uh, I don't know makes people uh, take a break from the IPA and kind of realize that beer is, is more than just one style. Well, there's so many different stages of drinking craft beer, and for Pizza Port, I mean, being around since 
1987 and kind of yeah. introducing so many people to craft, people aren't ready to jump into IPAs. And even though it's like the fastest moving style and you can put 13 of 20 taps as IPAs and they'll move faster than the other seven, there's still a large part of the public, especially, you know, tourists, the last five years have changed, but that aren't ready for IPAs yet, or they've kind of their palates just ready for a change from IPAs. So having something that's for everybody kind of just, that's also kind of what's transcended and like translated really well in competition because the brewers can brew creativity, you know, with whatever kind of creativity they want mm-hmm. um, and just enter, you know, you want to enter a dunkle, you enter a dunkle. Yeah. You know, so it's pretty fun. I like that. And yeah. I, think, I think I'm on the latter side of that scale where I, I, I don't want to drink IPAs. I want to try the other stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? I want to I see how well you brew a, a, a Kolsch, for example, or, or some sort of Pilsner. I was putting together uh, events that. for San Diego Beer Week, and it's like you see a draft list, and, you know, as someone that sells beer, yes, you want to sell more beer, but you also want to do what's best for the account. So if you see five IPAs in ten taps, you know, that's when you slip in an Imperial Red or a Dunkel. I sold yeah. more Dunkel during Beer Week last year. I, it was unbelievable. But people appreciate it because they they like to see you know that you have that kind of reach. Yeah, are those are those your more like educated beer drinkers who who kind of see a style that you don't see normally, like a Dunkel? We have a Dunkel on tap, and I was like, huh, I'm going to try that right now. Chocolate covered banana. That's what you have. Amazing. <laughs> right. Um, it's all over the board, you know, and a lot of people are really, really loyal to brands, and they get excited when they see things that they haven't seen before. So you see a lot of that. You know, rotating draft list, but you have when you when you're loyal to a brand and you keep a handle for just that brand, then people can experiment within that brand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, so the, in San Diego, the average consumer has a really high education on mm-hmm. beer now. It's pretty incredible. Like every bar yeah. in San Diego has like three or four good IPAs on tap. Um, it's they it's, clean their lines. They yeah. force their whole staff to get at least their CBS certification. I mean, it's awesome. That's uh, Cicerone? Is that Cicerone? Yeah, it's like that okay. entry level. I think what is this cleaning okay. lines that you're talking <laughs> about? Lean. 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 Yes. It's, it's, a whole, it's a technical thing. That must be a Southern California thing. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a whole <laughs> huh. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the 680, It's actually code for surfing because you're like cleaning. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I've yeah, boogie boarded before. Yeah. Yeah. I bodyboard. You know we have a beer on called Kook, right? Is that? What? No. Okay. <laughs> Warren was trying to, uh, you know, jump in, but uh, then he, you got schooled, apparently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good job. What was I supposed to learn? I don't know, man. Oh, okay. What? Is it with, with all the beers that you guys are brewing? Is it hard to, you know, maintain them or keep track of them or, or, or manage that kind of QC, or, or do you just kind of let every, you know, brewery do their own thing? Every head brewer is, yeah, completely capable of doing all that stuff. Um, my role has sort of changed as we've grown, and I'm, I'm a director of brewing and just trying to keep track of what's on tap and making sure that, yeah, we do we can send six different beers up to events like this. So, yeah, it's it's daunting. <laughs> There's like each uh, – we have three – three of the pubs have 40 taps. The other two have 23. Wow. And it's it's like 85% house beer. So we, we, do allow, we do love our guest beers. And yeah. Support our our friends in the industry, but well, yeah, that's cool. it's, it's heavy on the on the house beer. Well, in, in San Diego, you guys have like I think ten thousand breweries. One hundred seventeen is, is like the current number with forty in development. Forty Whoa. is pretty wild. Is yeah. that in the? I mean, San Diego, San Diego County. County. So, I thought yeah. I thought it was like six hundred or some shit. Or is that L.A. or is that like SoCal? 
All of SoCal. Yeah. yeah, that might be all of SoCal. I mean, that's a shit, to, but still, 117? Yeah. We're in yeah. a drought. <laughs> Why are they allowing water breweries? That, that, that's a good question. Are, are you having an issue with, uh, with getting the water you guys need? Uh, not yet. Um, I know yeah. there was a rate hike. That yeah. probably wouldn't affect recently, but yeah, we're we're actually like uh, five miles from the new desalinization plant. That oh, really? Went online, oh. biggest in the U.S. So hopefully that'll bring the prices down. But um, yeah, yeah, no, we haven't really. They did a study. The Brewers, or the San Diego Brewers Guild, Jill's the new vice president oh, of the San it. Diego oh. Brewers Guild. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they actually did a study on the the brewers' water usage, and it compared to other industries in the city, it wasn't. We're on the low end, surprisingly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't anticipate a, a, a problem with with brewing with these? No, I know, water. and I know you guys know. Like uh, Bear Republic's had a lot of yeah issues, but yeah, um, totally right. It's definitely, you guys have felt it harder up here than we felt it down there, which is surprising. But hmm. this year, El Nino, keep coming, keep <laughs> That's coming. Right. Uh, yeah, That's right. <laughs> Gotta love El Nino, man. El right. Nino bringing some rains. It's, well, it's, it's still it, winter, right? Supposedly. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, and you guys are supposed to get more of that kind of shit, and like Central California is supposed to get more of it than, than we do, but you can just oh. take it from us anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, we just right. take we it. Send it down. <laughs> well, that's Don't how it works, it. right? If it's south, that's how the water travels, right? Is that- oh, yeah. yeah. It, it travels downhill. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It would take a radio host to tell you, and I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, let's run through your history a little bit. Yeah. Ooh. So you didn't come from homebrewing. No, yeah. Um, I, I got into brewing while I was an undergrad at UC Davis. I was doing mechanical engineering, and it's an a... Engineer. See, there's there's some sort of weird, hyper-technical background you that... You can say geeky. Geeky. Geeky background, yeah. where if you don't come from homebrewing, there's some sort of some sort of that. Yeah. And, I knew it. I knew uh, it. I <laughs> love UC Davis. Proud Aggie, but the I just... Engineering wasn't for me, and I no. could tell. And then I saw Intro to Beer in the, the course catalog. Was it too much math? Uh, no. Okay. It's just, it's, it's dry. Is it? It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Intro to Beer in the course catalog, we, th- we, did, we thought it was like a joke. Obviously, the wine program's huge at Davis, yeah. and the beer program's not Super as well hit. known. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we took it, and like immediately, like, it kind of clicked. Just the history. Beer is a blend of like history, science, and art, hmm. and it's jazz. Yeah, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. So after I took all the classes I could as an undergrad and kept my engineering degree. But, uh, yeah, as soon as I got out, I applied all over California, and Stone hired me. So I started oh, on really? the Stone Bottling Line back when they were in San Marcos. Okay. Right. And, yeah, there's like 30 employees, and it's a lot different. So you never, <laughs> uh, you never had to convince your parents of switching degrees from an engineering degree to a brewing degree? Oh, uh, yeah, they were when I yeah, when I told them I was – Using my engineering degree to get a minimum wage job on the bottling line, they were not <laughs> not too stoked. But um, do they have dreams of you, like uh, you know, building their dream house or I don't know, doing something with uh, with your degree other than uh, making money? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, paying, right. money, yeah. Uh, paying them back a little bit, hanging it on the wall and uh, making you know pouring water over cereal <laughs> grains. Like, yeah, the so but now they're obviously really proud. And, yeah. Oh, my son's the brewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, he's the brewmaster. Okay. My son's the brewmaster. <laughs> What's that? I, I don't know, but it's important. <laughs> he's happy. Are they in? Are they in SoCal? I mean, do they? Uh, yeah, I grew up yeah? in San Diego, so okay. they're still down there. Okay, and, so uh, they know the brand. They know Pizza Port, and they can, uh, you know, 
that's got to be something other than uh, oh, oh my, yeah. My son's the brewmaster at this yet unopened brew pub that no one knows about or no, cares yeah, about. Oh yeah, my dad. It's always every liquor store he goes into. Is, Ask the owner how come they don't have pizza port really? on the shelf. And yeah, I should, I should send him thank you notes. You should. Yeah. Sounds like you should get him a, a, a finder's fee on the account. Right? Yeah. Get him a business <laughs> card. Tell him, <laughs> tell him he can have free beer for life. He, he already that, has that. that yeah. Just tell him. <laughs> <laughs> tell, him. <laughs> tell him it's from you. Yeah. Free beer for two lifetimes. But yeah, I started at the Stone Bottling Line. I was only there for like seven months and got the yeah. opportunity to be a brewer at Coronado Brewing Company. So, how does that happen? I mean, well, I guess so. You had your you had your uh, your undergrad at Davis, so you knew a thing or two. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, college is great, but it, learning on the job and getting practical experience is a lot different. Yeah, you can learn the science behind a beer, but. You don't know how to put a clamp on a hose, and, you know, so <laughs> right. like, which is hard. The, the, it is the, hard. The triclover clamps are tough. I've seen people struggle. There's got to be a better way. I still can't do it. But there should on. be a I better can, way. I can do one handed. Come on, that's, well, that's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, but uh, yeah, but learning about it, it's tough. There, you're right. There has to be some sort of better way that you can fit it around your hand yourself. I mean, if, if we have the, the self-fitting coat or the self-fitting shoes, like from Back to the Future, those no, are a thing you now. Put it, you put it together. You we should flip be it from underneath. Out. Goes around yeah. and then you're in. <laughs> and then you're in. Yeah. Doc's like, I don't understand. That's the te- right. technical description. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Sean's not struggling now. I'm sure this, was, no. I'm sure this is an old yeah, struggle. But when the, I am, though. When the, hose, <laughs> yeah, struggling now. when the hose blows off the tank and you have. Oh, oh it that happens. No, because yeah. it doesn't seat no, properly. No valve in there that you need to turn mm-hmm. off. Exactly. That's or when stressful. it's really hot and the whole, the whole metal there is just super hot and you're uh. still trying to get it, wrestle with it. Has that happened? Have you have you had the hose blow off in a transfer or something like that? Not to me personally, but yeah. yeah. Have you seen it? it? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. 30-degree <laughs> beer blasting out on you. Like, the guys were, like, shaking, like, hypothermic. <laughs> <laughs> he thought, he thought. But he'll never do that again, ever. Yeah. Right. Well, because you had to get into a, a sleeping bag naked with him to keep him warm. <laughs> right. Yeah. For the paramedics it's, to it's show just up. Safe. Much it's just like safe. A, a scene from Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is OSHA standard. I, never I just. Let go. <laughs> she let go, though. She lied. She did lie. Yeah. Well, he was dead. Come on. That's well, it's just what she thought. He was probably just sleeping. Right. <laughs> what if he was sleeping? She doesn't know. She, she doesn't know. What if she's she not now? She's, she's an dead. aristocrat. <laughs> it's okay to let the lower class go. Oh my god, guys! Well, really? hey, he was pulling her down. This oh, is yeah. the most ridiculous thing. She had to drop the dead weight. And that's just a society thing. <laughs> but if you don't understand, you can't get ahead unless there's someone to jump over. You what? know what I mean? There's right. like the voice of reason that comes. Yeah, yeah I know. I thinking, Where she gets disgusted God, enough, then we hear from her. <laughs> I'll let you float on the piece of wood, Bev, if we go down <laughs> in the Bahamas. Oh, well, that's good, because I'm not going to share my door with you. She's going to let you go so fast. <laughs> there was totally wouldn't? room on that door, though, by the way. Oh, plenty of room on that door. That's what I thought, too. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> no, really? Oh, okay. I don't know, man. Oh, God. I, watched, I just watched action movies. You watched Justified. It was pretty action-filled. I just watched Rambo. There was on, some action in the back of that, on, that, uh, on that the, yeah. car. Yeah. yeah, the Titanic sank. <laughs> It's pretty action packed. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm spoiler sorry, alert. Sean. These people are crazy. They died. <laughs> so okay, you were at Coronado. Just yeah. the poor ones. How, how did that go? <laughs> it went great. Uh, <laughs> have you, have, uh, Coronado was great. Uh, at the time, I was like the second brewer, so yeah. um, it was a brew pub. 
uh, Rick liked to call it a brew pub on steroids. Okay. Um, but we just started <laughs> distributing when I went on. Yeah. And so it was it was a great learning experience because, you know, one day you brewed, one day you clean kegs, one day you bottled, one day you field keg, filled kegs. So you got to see the beer through the whole oh, yeah. process. and that must, That's invaluable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it never got boring that way. A lot of, bre- like, a lot of breweries, yeah. you start on the bottom and, you know, you're cleaning kegs for 40 hours a week and it, it you can get burnt out real easy. So I hope our guys aren't listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I rotate them. laughs> you're mindful of that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, at Brassy, we actually, everyone rotates through everything. Um, is there, is, is burnout uh, common in, in those kind of jobs? I mean, it's manual yeah. labor, you're, you're, you're busting your hump. Uh, nobody wants to clean kegs, right? That's kind of like the the worst job or i actually i actually like cleaning kegs it's yeah. very like zen like it's mind you, you can kind of shut down your brain and you just it's good you feel good when you're done at the end of the day but yeah, yeah if, you, if i do that for 40 hours i would get burnt out yeah. <laughs> for sure right <laughs> even brewing brewing's obviously a lot of fun but yeah. uh if you just brew every day it, you know you get you get uh you know worn in that track and it it gets old so Really, because that's, I mean, that's where everyone wants to be is, is the is the, the head brewer and the one in charge and making recipes and all that kind of shit. But it's. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the glorified image everyone has. Yeah. Like you tell them you're a brewer and they just think you just drink beer all day. And working in a brewery is actually, it's pretty labor intensive and, you know, you're sweating and it, it's it's not it's not exactly. I don't like labor. I don't like sweating. Yeah, it's work is good. hard or intense. <laughs> That's why I don't go camping. Because it's Aww. intense. Yeah. yeah. Do you like the circus? It's no. intense. <laughs> I don't like the circus either. <laughs> but I like I like moos. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I would uh, I would imagine that you you could get a little burnt out just doing ca- so so like you said you you rotate your 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 guys and it's also yeah it's I mean it's also good to. Every step is just as important as the last. So, like, brewing beer is almost the easiest step. You know, mm-hmm. packaging and mm-hmm. doing all the stuff, there's actually a lot more that can go wrong. And you almost need a more skilled person in those positions. So Yeah. Um, I guess it's a lot like home brewing. Yeah. you're nodding your head. You were, you well, yeah, so on the cellaring. Hot stand is really easy. Yeah, yeast, yeast Ferment, you can get it so, in a regimen, it, it, it's easy, too. It's the, yeah, the packaging, mm-hmm. you can really mess it up. Delivery. Right, because I mean, because yeah. your mash, you got okay. Your your water, you know, what do you have to deal with? Maybe your water is uh, a, a degree off either way, or two degrees, and you kind of have to know how to deal with that. Otherwise, it just it is what it is. You kind of go through the, the the process, but once it's cold, yeah, a lot can there's go a wrong. ton that you can go wrong, and you have to really focus on your sanitation, your cleaning, and all that kind of shit. Which is why people want to get on the brew deck. So they don't have to do it, right? Because <laughs> you just want to get away from the cellar. They're blameless there, right? right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it'll ferment out. It's fine. Yeah. So it's off a degree. <laughs> it'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And brewing is one of those things where if you mess up in one area, you can't make up for it in another. It's not like hmm. running a race where you have like a slow mile. You can't speed it up on the second mile. Great analogy. If you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if it's all about not making mistakes and the best brewers are the ones that make the least amount of mistakes. Right. Because there's no going back. So. So from Coronado, how did you end up in Pizzaport? Uh, my, uh, <laughs> I live in Ocean Beach, mm-hmm. and what's your address? Hold on, let me write that. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it right out loud. Yeah, yeah. and uh, good friend Yiga, who's the head brewer or director at St. Archer, mm-hmm. and I'd always see him in the surf and at the local pho restaurant and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ob was opening at that time, and 
Uh, Ob, which is Ocean Beach. Ocean Beach, yeah. Okay. All right. Do they call it that up here? Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. When I'm down there, I call it the Ob. Well, because you're but well, there's you're ocean, an insider. But there's well, Ocean Beach, San Francisco, right? Do they? Oh, oh our Ocean Beach. No, it's actually a beach, not a bar. I think they call it. I think they just hey. call it homeless encampment number five. <laughs> so. Just number it that way. It's like the Hunger Games. <laughs> That's what, yeah, yeah. It's, it's section District 8. 12, District, yeah. yeah. They're all tributes. Uh, and yeah, obviously, Pete Support, it's, it's, it's a sought-after company. I think yeah. they had just come off of winning you know, one of their brew pubs of the year. and able to, <laughs> Whichever one. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. too many. So, 2009. Uh, yeah, was able to get in my foot in the door that way in Ocean Beach, so... Uh, worked as an assistant there um, under Yiga, and then was able to be the head brewer at Solana Beach, the original one, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Okay, uh, I, I'm a big fan of history, so it's it's pretty awesome to brew on a system where you've had all those brewers come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's it, it's in the U.S. We don't have a lot of history. Like it's not like Belgium where there's. A hundred-year-old breweries, but thirty-year-old brewery is pretty old here. So. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like in in Belgium or wherever you have you have people whose you know grandfathers has brewed on yep. the brew deck or whatever. It's very much a family thing. But you know, here you know maybe your brother. I don't know. Like that's about it. <laughs> your <laughs> uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah your your older uncle, <laughs> and uh, obviously, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, when the Bressy Ranch opportunity came up. Decided to go there, um, mm-hmm. and so do you now. Leaving from Coronado, do you take a a, a, a lower position, or do you kind of trans? You, you know, what I, I mean? did, yeah, okay, yeah. I left as the head brewer at Coronado, and okay, yeah, I was just why why just for uh, our listeners who are in the same position because we have a lot of people who who listen and sometimes and you brewing or want to be brewers. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you just want to switch it up, and okay, yeah. Uh, Coronado's like family to me. All those guys, Rick and Sean, uh, yeah, so. I mean, I don't but. want to get any dirt or whatever, but to me, it's interesting. You know, when when someone decides to leave a, a, a job that they're kind of at the top, essentially, I'm the head brewer of this place. Um, but when you go to kind of t- take a job at a, as a lower position in, in hopes to kind of move forward or just yeah, exactly. Different company so in general? I, I think my motivation was to learn from the best. I guess you know they had you know pizza port at the time was the most award-winning brewery in the country and who was brewing then who was the head who's the head the head dude? bagby was, was the in bagby? charge then okay. yeah and you yeah you was an assistant and he was coming down ob to start up so yeah i just wanted okay. to learn more um yeah jump at the chance to learn to learn from jeff man yeah that kid knows what he's doing yeah yeah definitely so i uh, learned a lot on the job and then going to brassy has been a huge learning experience so and Bressy's now your production, where you do all your canning and stuff, right? Yep, exactly. Okay. So we got a 30-barrel system there, and we can do seven brews in a day. Um, wow. Last year we did 20,000 barrels wow. and sold almost all of it in Southern California, and we just launched in NorCal in uh, January. So we're pretty stoked to be here. Obviously a huge craft beer scene is kind of where it all started with New Albion and Sierra and yeah. Anchor and everything, so... Yeah. How much are you expecting to grow this year in production? We should... We're, we'll... Hit thirty six thousand, and wow. I have to go home on Wednesday and try to buy more hops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're almost try. doubling yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah we doubled the first year. We did ten thousand barrels. Last year we did twenty one thousand, and wow. this year we'll do thirty six. So total as a as a company or just, oh, just production? Wow. Yeah. So each of the pubs does about a thousand barrels a year. Okay, and that's all obviously draft, and most of it's consumed mm-hmm. uh, on premise. But um, 
Yeah, it's 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 crazy right now. It's a gold rush. Like yeah, the whole industry is exploding. It's wonderful. You know? How many different beers are you doing out of Bressy Ranch? Bressy, we do five core beers in cans, and we do some specialty stuff, but we're all about canning there. Mm-hmm. Sixty to seventy percent of the beer goes into a can. Wow. So yeah, wow. and then the rest of what just goes to the different pubs. Uh, yeah, draft okay. draft around yeah. to help support. Okay. Actually, yeah, that's cool. Well, you guys are more uh, of that hop forward West Coast style, which, you know, when I think of, of, of West Coast style beers, I think of Pizza Port and I think Stone. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Really? Um, Pizza Port, the uh, hop forward, and we're really about dry. You want a really yeah. dry beer. So we yeah. usually don't use any caramel malts in our IPAs, and mm-hmm. we just want the hops to come through. So, Which is kind of the, the, the template. I mean, yep. I think of you guys as kind of setting that mark for people. Especially now, opening breweries, yeah, uh, you know, get rid of that crystal malt, throw a little more hops in the late edition, maybe. Or how do you how do you how do you push that hop agenda? I guess because in, in my like, drinking this, the shark bite, it's it's a lot of hop flavor and hop aroma, but I think the hop flavor is more unique than than I've I've noticed before. There's some people uh, whose beers can taste like a hop pellet, yeah, which is good to me, and the aroma can can smell like you opened a bag of hops, which which is awesome. But this is a it, it's, there's a different take on it, and I, it's hard to explain. It's more, I, I, I don't know, I, balanced, The big thing right now is, what is it, hop? Or they do the late, I forget the term. Uh, hop, bursting? Bursting, yeah. hop bursting. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's all late edition hops. But actually, hops give it like a, a really good umami flavor mm. in bittering. And obviously, it makes an impact on which, I think it makes an impact on what varieties you use in bittering hops. Mm-hmm. Most of our IPAs, we do also first wort hopping, a small amount. Okay. Um, I feel like if you you can go overboard and you get you do get this hop soup type thing. So we use a small amount of hops for a first wort. But yeah, you want hops in, in all your beers, or um, I mean the the appropriate ones. I yeah, suppose. all the not, hoppy ones. Not a yeah. pilsner or a kolsch. We've anything. kind of gone into the schedule that I think works really well, where we do a, a first wort, you know, a bittering, and then yeah, a lot of late edition hops. But okay. you do want you do want like. I, I, I don't know. A mommy flavor is what I like to call it. But okay. Gives ha- it another layer. Having multiple IPAs and doubling production year over year, you said you're going up to figure out hop contracts <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah how, 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 how do you go about maintaining all of those IPAs? Like, are you having to make hop uh, substitutions? No, that's, um, that's one of the good things about Pizza Port is... Uh, we we don't really have to compromise on anything. Um, I think that's one of the reasons it's been so successful is there's a huge attention to detail. Every little step matters. Um, no compromise on anything. It's all about making the best beer possible, not worrying about sales. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's a good. That's uh, how it should be. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem not to have, I guess. Yeah, Tasty, you've done the first wart hopping, right? Or uh, you no, had I, some questions I, about it a couple I, years I ago. I modified remember, right? farmer that uh, is called mash hopping. Which okay. Is, yeah. okay. Really, no difference except the hop matters left back in the uh, with the grain rather than going into the kettle. So it's just a filtering it's a issue. But for it's you. a similar concept in that when you yeah. dump, do come to a boil, you don't have that big, uh, you know, foamy thing going on. You already got hops in your beer. And what do you what do you get? Is that that umami flavor like Sean's talking uh, yeah, about? It's, it's more like a texture. Or a, uh, okay. It's not something from the vegetative matter of the, of the of the hop. It's a good flavor. Is it hard to pin down? Because for me, I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tasting it. and I'm like I, I can't I can't describe it, which is weird because you would think that's what I do for a living. But uh, it's just it's it's a feeling. 
Yeah, it's more like yeah, it's more like a texture, kind of a yeah. mouthfeel thing. I think. Huh. Okay. How much? How much? I mean, just uh, a couple handfuls of pellets, or do you measure it out? Is it is it a set thing? Or? It's a set thing. Okay. So we have a thirty barrel brewery, and like four, and if we go over four pounds on the first wort hop, it gets kind of muddied. Over four pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As a homebrew, I'm going what? Like a handful. Yeah. yeah, four pounds. Okay, well, I have to yeah. do the math. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the handful to, to pound ratio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For us, it is like a little handful. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How many hops do you guys use on average? Like in a barrel? Oh, our hop contract is a mess. But yeah. oh, per barrel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, don't worry. We'll get there. We'll get to exactly how many hops you go through. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. uh, we like it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Two to three. Yeah. Wow. Pounds per barrel, yeah. Wow. How many APAs are you guys doing? Uh, Today? Yeah. <laughs> Today? Does that change? Yeah. Well, if you look, because everybody has autonomy, and because yeah. now the production brewery handles the Chronic Ale and the Pick 6 Pilsner and Shark Bite we brew there, um, that frees up a couple brews a year for each of the locations where, you know, we keep about 50 varieties of hops on hand at all times, so they can just experiment wow. and kind of do... Do what they want because they're doing a seven barrel batch or a fifteen barrel batch, uh, uh, most of which will sell over the bar in two weeks. You know, so yeah, yeah. At any point in time, if you take a snapshot at all five draft lists, there's probably about like somewhere between seventy and ninety different house beers on. Wow! And if you take that same snapshot a month later, probably forty of them will be different. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint exactly how many beers we've made. And, and that should be a project. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody should sit, do that. I'm going to sit yeah. with all the brew logs from all the locations and a case of beer. Oh, oh Jesus. No, <laughs> yeah. It might take you that whole case yeah. to figure it Lock out. Lock you in a room, and then you won't yeah. get let out. I'll probably lose count. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Right. I need a babysitter. <laughs> so how do you, I mean, it's a good point. How do you manage the hops for something like that? Where, where people have total autonomy, they can brew any style. So it's not like this year I'm going to brew 40 IPAs and 30 pale or whatever, right? And they don't tell you in advance. So how do you how do you plan for that? The brewers do a really good job of getting me like a, a yearly wish list. Oh, okay. And now that Bresky's open, yeah. like they're using you know a very small amount compared to what we go through. So, but yeah, we we do have like 50 hops on our contracts, and it's wow. I have this terrible spreadsheet. <laughs> it gives me nightmares and yeah it changes all the time with sales and what's been depleted but yeah it's it's a mess wow uh, yeah I, I i couldn't imagine handling in, not even the malt but just the hops hops are tricky too because yeah. bad harvest you know wipes right. out right a certain amount of your poundage it's a whole beer what do you do yeah year, so, right. you, know? you got to scramble and we have like six different hop suppliers and we get different hops from all of them and okay so you have a handle on it by now, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. 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 It's in a spreadsheet. Yeah. 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 It's Super clean. What, what, could, go, what yeah. could go wrong? It's yeah. in a spreadsheet. Yeah, it's already done. It's fine. Yeah, and at all the new hops coming online as well, It's you got to try to keep up with all the experimentals that are coming yeah. out. and You know, Australia, yeah. New Zealand... You know, the South African hops that are coming out now. It's, yeah, it's, the crazy melon fusion, whatever. The f- do, you guys, do, you, do you mess around with a lot of uh, experimental hops like that? We do, yeah. That have numbers and not names. And Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're just talking about that. We just brewed uh, a batch with Idaho 7. Some new variety. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like a crime spree. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah a, yeah, a crime sitcom or something. Like. <laughs> yeah, the Idaho 7. <laughs> or an what? awesome song. 
Sorry. Or, or an awesome band. <laughs> but it's like a four-piece right. because they're weird. They're yeah. from Idaho. <laughs> they're from Utah. They, they don't they're, even know. They want to be ironic. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, what's Idaho 7? Uh, it's actually got a lot going on. Um, the beer hasn't been out yet. Obviously, yeah. the, you can smell it. It tastes a lot different. So we'll, we'll dial it in. But... We brewed it with. Uh, you didn't bring any, right? You know, you said it was. No, yeah, it's still in the yeah, ferment, okay. fermenting right. way right now. So, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> it did remind me. Uh, it was. It's a very complex hop. It kind of has everything. Yeah. Um, but it. We brewed it with. Uh, with Nelson, I thought it'd be like a good combo. It had a lot of the similar fair, similarities. Didn't have the what the the wine Sauvignon Blanc character, but it kind of had everything else. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Tasty is going down in New Zealand for hop selection, right? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. I'll be down there during hop selection. I'm going down there for their national brewers' conference. Oh. a sheep. But I'll be on the farms. Yeah, I'm going to be out there. Yeah, tell the them to grow more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. like, content to grow what they grow. And, and that's just it. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of awesome. That's but. amazing. Yeah. 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 yeah if like, you could pick me up a couple boxes of hops, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm trying to get a contract. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a wheel deal. Yeah. That's right for pound at a time. Give me uh I want a contract for eight pounds. <laughs> Can you commit? Can you commit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? I want, to, I want to fill a container of that stuff. Right. Tasty, someone should name a hop variety after you. Uh, well, yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Do you have beers named yeah. after you? Or? Well, yes, he does. Yeah. But... They're like little or like little bastard kids in my life. I don't even know about all the beers named after. Oops. Yeah. Someone should name a hop after you. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At first, I thought you were going to decline, and you were going to be like, no, 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 no. That would be, yeah. They really should. Yeah. No way around it. What would what would be the hop? Describe. It'd be like HBC three twenty five or something. That'd be like that'd be a good name for me, right? I was I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Describe the uh, <laughs> describe the flavors of the tasty hop. Well, it'd be earthy, you know. It would be tasty. Danky would be, you know, Danky's good. Okay. You All know, right. Danky. Uh, Danky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it would... Uh, would. Go well. <laughs> Woody. In, uh, in IPAs. And it would just eliminate the need for any northern brewer. It would be a complete northern brewer replacement hop. Okay. It would be that cool. All just, right. Yeah. What kind of alpha are we talking about? Uh, low, low, like seven. Okay. okay. All right. What about cohumulo? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Zero, what about zero, what Doc said? Zero <laughs> Is that good? Do we like that, Doc? We do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, we do that. What about myrcene? What's the content of myrcene? Uh, I hope it's high. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, very oily. Very oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Very, yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. Very aromatic. You're turning me on here, Tasty. Yeah, maybe I should give it a <laughs> That's also a feature of his we'll hop. Go up to <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> you sm- you sm- yeah. Yes. You smell it, and that, that's when the naked party starts. Right, yeah. <laughs> you drop extra pellets into beers, and things happen. Uh oh, you got tastied. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just the- tastied this chick at the bar. <laughs> yeah. Called the pellet dropper. It's, oh, my yeah. God. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one routine. I can switch. You know, I know, I, I, I <laughs> can't teach this dog any more tricks. Uh, dog will hunt. Um, you know, look, I I, I don't want to say anything out of school, but I know a hop grower uh, who's just yeah. starting out. Well, you need the genetic guy that's crossing and doing. His all name that is stuff. Miles. Oh. Maybe we can get uh, maybe we can get something going. There you go. And you know what I mean? It'll, okay. it'll take like five years or something like that for a hop to sure. produce or whatever. Yep. 
like a thing. Right, Sean? Am I making this shit up? No, it actually, like, right. to get to market, Seven. it takes yeah, like, yeah. 10 years. So you're saying it, really? might, it might come out posthumously? Yeah. It'd be like a like an Oscar for nice. yeah. <laughs> dark, when Robin Williams wins the Oscar next year. Well, isn't he? Oh, isn't no. he? <laughs> okay, that's way too, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Yeah. What? They can't give him the Oscar five years from now. It's got to be next year, right? Should be next year. Yeah. All right. Speaking of next year, we're gonna take a break. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that yeah, I my doctor. Uh, my doctor. <laughs> Very smooth transition. So, what do you think about this hop thing? Should I like you know do this? How many hops do you think I could release? Yeah, I don't want to talk to your doctor. You should talk to your mortician. Um, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, Bev, uh, what I want to do is uh, have more beers. Nope. Shit. Uh, maybe we'll have two or three beers. Could we have more run beers? Run through them all? Beers. Beers. Uh, beers. Anyway, we'll beers. be right back. It's the session. Stay with us. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On The Brewing Network. Dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling with Without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. That's it. I'm putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa 
Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Hi, this is Brandon from Drake's Brewing Company here to warn you about the impending apocalypse. This year, we're unleashing our four horsemen on Saturday, January 23rd from 12 to 6 p.m. at Drake's in San Leandro. In addition to the return of Apocalypse Double IPA and Black Label Triple IPA, we're adding the next two riders, Red Label and White Label. In case you thought Apocalypse Day couldn't get any bigger, you thought wrong. We invited more than a dozen of our favorite West Coast breweries to pour hard-to-find double and triple IPAs, including Cellarmaker, Russian River, Boneyard, Beechwood, and many more. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now and start at just $25. Black Label is limited to six bottles per person. Go to drinkdrakes.com for more info and brace yourself. The end is beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. You're tuned into the session because life's too short. Oh, 
All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us. Had a little dinner break, but we're back. Uh, but yeah. before we get going, Sean, let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? Maybe. <laughs> Good answer. I bet you'd love more, right? Of course. All right. Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more uh, with 10 free <laughs> gifts. How many? 10. Wow, that's a lot of gifts. Not one nine. Not five. Finger. All three? Not five. It's <laughs> one for each free. finger, Jill. That's right. <laughs> this is why <laughs> I toe. suggested you read the, the copy. because you, you can, can't read. You can ad-lib very well. What if I whisper it and then you repeat after me? Oh, no, like telephone? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. With 10 free gifts. I do. I have a lot of glyphs. What? I don't... Uh, with 10 free gifts, first you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Ooh. Secondly, a specially selected toy for him, whoever that might be. Oh. And third, a little something that adamandeve.com know that you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. Not VHS, because VHS... Uh, not even beta or Laserdisc. Not what if, what if you only need stuff for him? <laughs> when, are the, when is Blu-ray going to hit the porn industry? Uh, I I don't know. Some of these uh, porn people up close, you may not you may not want it. I don't know. Well, not the old. Even DVD is high def enough. Yeah, porn. even DVD some are scary. That's true. I don't want to. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> um, number ten, free shipping on your entire order, Doc. What do you think of that? Free shipping. I like free. You're you're, you're divorced now. What do you mean now. by shipping? Quote, it, it is in quotes, which is weird. See, you can see. Uh, you can see. I, I can see. I know, I know punctuation. Can, I just can't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts? Uh, it's not hard. It says it's not hard. Uh, and it's I, not working. And I kind of want to say yet. But, but once you get your shipment. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, just go to adamandeve.com and select any talk. <laughs> A stiff wind will get Doc going in these days. Oh, yeah. Uh, just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything else you desire. Just enter offer code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at checkout, and you get all 10 free gifts, free shipping, all that kind of stuff. Go check it out, adamandeve.com. Uh, 10 free gifts, free shipping, enter code BNARMY. Uh, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, adamandeve. Did you mention the, the 10 uh, free DVDs of anything I, you want? One for each finger. One for each finger. So you can wear it, you can put the DVDs on your finger. Nice. Like the ultimate jazz. Can we, we, can, we can mix up yeah. categories and genre. You, yeah. Remember when we used to go through and give everyone our, our favorite oh, yeah. genres? Let's go around the room. Beardy? <laughs> <laughs> you uh, heard the man, Beardy. Do it. Uh, shaven. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm a little uncomfortable now. <laughs> With. All right, Doc, don't drop the segment. Uh, You're right. Jill. You Jill, took Jill, it go over. For it. Yeah. Oh, is there like a, a beer part, like beer slots, like beer slots nine? Or like, I'll bet there is. Is there like a thing? There is yeah. now. Is there beer wenches? Of, well, I, mean, I, mean, I think, I think it's... I taking over everything. I mean, there's got to be like some industry overlap. That should be the new pizza port. Uh, they're, the, they're, they're branching out in the media. Listen, we are a family establishment. You can't say that stuff. Oh. Uh, but on the now. Brewing Network, you can. <laughs> it's our radio show. We can do whatever we want. The Brewing Network is not a family establishment. Right. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's get to the beer, because that's what we have in front of us, Sean. <laughs> Wait, so I'm the only one who had to say... Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We got a, a really... Uh, and I said beer, not right beer, there. by the way. Right. Beer, well, clearly. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> clear. Nothing's very clear for you, Warren. No. It's fine. Uh, what do we have in front of us? Bev, we have a bunch of beer. We a whole do. bunch of beer. We have all of them. So we have all of them. Yeah. I thought okay. there were six here. We had one. Oh, we already had one. That's right. Yeah, we had the uh, shark, <laughs> we had the shark bite. bite. Shark bite. Oh, all of them. While you were sleeping. Are these in order? 
Hmm. Sean, do you know these off the top of your head? Because I, I have a feeling Bev didn't write down the order in which they are, were presented. No. It looks like Gringo, Swami's Fish, Kook, yep. Suavecito. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Wow. But order. not all of ours are in your order. That's probably also true. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell because mine do not match hers. Okay, well, I think mine is in is in order of SRM a little bit sort of. Well, no, what is yours? Okay, the first one is the lightest one. What is this one, Joe? Gringo. Gringo. Of course it's the lightest. Right. <laughs> Racist. Oh, Sean, tell, tell us about this beer. Then. Gringo is... Um, our hoppy wit beer just did. Uh, we a have, hoppy wit beer? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you down there? Are you serious? Well, you got to put hops in everything, man. No, it's a great idea, but like, who, <laughs> who, who would have to do contract? That? He's got to use it. Right. But yeah, it's true. Now you got to get another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he also had a wheat contract. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's clear for a for a wit beer, is it not? Uh, yeah, it traditional wit beer. It probably just cleared up in the keg. Or, okay. But yeah, San Diego wit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we used. Uh, it's a traditional wit, like with the malt. So we use a lot of wheat, unmalted wheat, uh, pilsner, some acidulated. And then we used, you know, the traditional spices of orange and coriander. We added grapefruit peel. And then we used, uh, it's all hopped with citra and lemon drop to okay. sort of enhance the citrus flavor. Okay. All and right. And we used uh, the Celis yeast from BSI. Okay. So... It has uh, definitely like a peppery, you know, the, the Belgian spiciness character. But and that's from the yeast. That's not any adjuncts or anything you you put in. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So hey, you get that um, that grapefruity yeah kind of a thing going on. You don't really like that, Doc. But does it work here? Do you think? Well, this is the first beer I had when I walked in the place. I had a pint of it, and I thought yeah. it was just wonderful. And I'm not a hoppy kind of person, and Aww, or Doc. and it just it it, <laughs> it just actually the, the partners. A lot of hops in there, Doc. You ain't going to like that. And, uh, <laughs> and I actually really did like it. You're like, don't tell me what I am and won't like. Yeah. Lupe. yeah. It, it, was, <laughs> it was really nice. Do you consider yourself a witty guy? Yeah. Okay. You you like wit beers? Love them. Yeah? Love making them. Love drinking them. I love adulterating them. <laughs> <laughs> With hops? Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's down wit. <laughs> oh. We got Relax puns. over there. We got puns over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you guys to stop. <laughs> We're having oh, look, fun, Ben. Yeah. Someone else can get shut down by Bevo, apparently. Yeah. Maybe you forgot what fun looks like. Right. I having. have. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's because I look in this direction a lot. <sighs> You're looking into a mirror. So, uh, what do you, uh, you know what mirror, used to use on? Uh, I mean, I know you know. Uh, this is more Belgian than witty sort of character too. Yeah, we used the the Celis, Celis yeast from from BSI. I think they call it El Diablo or something like that. Okay, it acts. It, and Celis, uh, Pierre Celis. I that's correct. the only thing I know. Yeah, so who is he, that man? He's a French guy, I guess. He brought back the wit, uh, Belgian, but yeah, oh, okay. he brought back the the white. Beer. Okay. Um, started Hogarden, and mm, that's right. Yeah, so yep. that's a good Texas, yeast strain. Right, it's yeah, I, it, it works out really well. It ferments yeah. really vigorously. They call it El Diablo because it basically explodes out of the out of the fermenter. But mm. um, so hungry. It is. It's a happy <laughs> yeast. El Diablo, the crazy chicken. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> add a few words in there, but you're, hey, artistic license. No, it, it was totally fine. Each his own. It was from Talladega Nights. Oh, Tal- 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 oh you, movie movie reference. You saw that? Oh. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, if you're not if you're not first, you're last. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ricky did, you, Bobby. Did, you, did you have any problems like uh, like that with fermentation with this strain? No, it, it yeah. fermented in like two or three days. Did you email awesome. him back? You're like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing over there, but us American brewers know how to handle this shit. <laughs> no. no. You okay. want, like, we want a beer that's done quickly, and you want the rapid fermentation. Want it means the yeast happy and healthy. And- okay. What do you so, think, yeah. if, what do you think if, it, if you had restrained it somehow, like, you know, fermented at a lower temperature? Uh, we did, yeah. We fermented at 65. That's still pretty low. Yeah. So we and even did, then it raged. For, yeah. a wit, for a wit, that's pretty low? Belgians, yeah, you can sure. let them go. Okay. Like, Turn the, turn the like well, on. yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I, I I don't really think of wit beers as Belgian beers, but I guess they are. I mean, by definition, do you filter your beers? We uh, just... we have a centrifuge, yeah. Okay, so, but this this we we just let this go unfiltered. But yeah, it cleaned up on its own. Oh wow, yeah. Hmm. How how long from brew day to package was it to drop this clear? Because it's pretty, yeah. pretty clear. Um, yeah, it's been on. We packaged it maybe a month ago. So yeah, it might have been. It's been in the keg a while, but um, yeah, you'll, the bottom of the keg will probably be a, a chunky <laughs> oh, pint. Okay. It's, it's a good thing you're not cleaning kegs anymore. So how popular is it? Oh, it's almost sold out. Yeah, yeah it went over really well. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I mean, it's a spicy IPA essentially, but uh, but it's really but light. The citrus and, notes. And the citrus notes are really good. So yeah, I, I can see people just pounding through this. I like it as a food beer too. Like it's got a lot of what really good. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just there's. You so mean many instead of lunch. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm assuming she's meaning. Well, but, uh, I mean, we'll call it breakfast. But no, there's, there's so many different characteristics. It's like pretty complex for what it is. So there's a lot yeah. of flavors that you can work with there. Prevent yeah. scurvy. You know. <laughs> yeah, oh. How did you put the uh, um, the citrus in here? We the peels and such. So we at 15 minutes left in the boil. Okay. And and paint straining bags from Home Depot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. FDA it works approved. well. Yes. They, they're boiled. <laughs> There's a Prop 65 warning on every bottle, but it's it's fine. Don't worry it's about it. It's just a warning. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, Life causes cancer. It doesn't say don't. They weren't used paint strip. <laughs> because it has, I mean, it, it's a it's a really uh, subtly infused beer. And I know there, there's, there's a lot of breweries that kind of you know try to do this, but it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't blend as well. You know what I mean? It's 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 not a very yeah, heavy yeah, hand. Yeah. It's very le- it's very light hand, but there's yeah, just it's, it's, the right amount. It's refreshing. That's that's the, it the is thing. Right. It's just what's the ABV on this deal? Five two. Oh man! So it it was a little high, but for a wit, it's great. It, yeah, very drinkable. Good for San Diego. Yep. Yeah, and then good we, enough uh, for San Diego. <laughs> one of our brewers, he grew up on a farm in just north of San Diego in Valley Center, and uh-huh. his family grows a ton of organic citrus and. All types of crops. That's where we send our uh, spent grain, actually. Oh, wow. But, yeah, uh, Shaner Farms and Steely Farms, uh, they're in-laws. And, yeah, they grow a ton of the the local produce for San Diego. So we got the grapefruit from them. We use dried orange peel, actually. Okay. From, we got it from SF Herb Company. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I like them a lot. But, yeah. Fresh, do they have fresh... Do they have animals? What do they do with the grain if they grow? Produce? Yeah, they have cattle as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. They like the smell. <laughs> oh, just of rotting grain. Just of rotting yeah, grain. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Three or four days. Yeah. They pile it up in front of the house. <laughs> nothing Nothing makes grapefruit grow faster than rotting grain. That's right. Yeah. They actually use it as insulation for their house. Oh. Yeah. It's the whole thing. They must have a big house. <laughs> uh, okay. What's this next beer we have? Jill, you're the you're the beer expert. Yeah. She right knows now. all about swamis. Oh, is this swamis? Yep. That's what this is? It's Swami's. Swami's was the first IPA that we made at our Solana Beach location. So, surf spot up the street. Um, no. It's behind this self-realization temple. So of course it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
they name the spot Swamis after the temple. Um, when the surf gets big in the winter, that's where it gets really big. Okay. All right. Most of our old school beers are named, I mean, other than Shark Bite, which was shark bites so still very oceanic if you will uh, a lot of stuff <laughs> I will too oceanic and I will yeah do yeah. the surfers avoid the shark bite <laughs> before they go really out think about it no you know? well they're surfers yeah you know it's water they're living <laughs> um, but no but Swami's it, it had a more traditional hot bill uh, when we went to production with it we modified it a little bit we added Citra we added Simcoe like some of the more newer varietals but it's just got why is that just to be a little more contemporary. I mean, the beer is okay. still really approachable. Um, if you guys have tried it, you know, it's, I wouldn't call it a balanced IPA, but it's definitely not a hot bomb. It's still very hot forward, but it's something that you can, it's crushable. You know, you can have two or three of them and mm-hmm. it's not overwhelmingly acidic. It's not a lot of alpha, but it's still kind of definitively, this is the West Coast IPA. So, How long have you guys been brewing this particular beer? Probably over twenty years. Yeah, over twenty years. And yeah. so, well, and so that, that's I mean that's a good uh, point. How do you keep it contemporary? How do you keep it fresh, uh, and and have people still wanting it? But I mean, do you get? Uh, so you said you change the hot bill. Yeah. Do you have people going? What the fuck? You changed my beer. I loved the the, the way it was because there's always going to be someone crying on the internet or anywhere saying <laughs> yeah. uh, this is mean? what I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you keep it how do you keep it up to date but still in, in demand? I mean that seems like a pretty hard job. Yeah, it was obviously you don't want to change like it's like an icon down in San Diego. So, yeah, but anytime you add Citra and Simcoe to something, people don't complain. So. That's the uh, that's they, the magic uh, combo. Yeah. If they do, right. they get used to it. And the fact is that autonomy again. I mean, now Solana can brew all these different IPAs, so they're going to find one that they like. Mm-hmm. So we just mm-hmm. are thankful for their patience with it because you know there's a lot of people. It's like a very generational thing at Pizza Port. You get a lot of people that when they were kids, their parents taught them to surf, brought them to Pizza Port. Got him a slice of pizza, gave him some money to play video games, and they drank an IPA. Mm-hmm. Now those kids are parents, and the same thing's happening again. So that's it's that cool. mixture of nostalgia and, and a good product, and that's kind of what makes it so special. Um, it you know It's very heartwarming to and see I, that kind of stuff. I think the original was basically a hopped-up version of – or he tried to – Vince tried to imitate Sierra Nevada Pale. Like a, yeah. So it was a little more dark, had some dark crystal malts in it. Oh wow! So this has changed quite a bit in, from its inception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try, to, try to keep with the other citrus piney. Yeah, I kind of get like a hop candy. Fl- Assuming my beers are in order, oh, I'm you tasting the same. Kook, oh, Kook okay. Kind of like Swami's big brother. Thanks, Bebo. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I think I think you got it. Yeah, oh, you got it right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah you're good. Uh, does this beer come in the cans? Swami. Yeah, this is yeah. our top selling beer. Oh, your it's, flagship can beer. Beer in general. Yeah, beer. Yeah, we weren't sure how. You know, it's tricky. Obviously the. Getting back to the hop contract, you don't know what the no. sales are going to be like initial year. So we just had all this kind of surplus sitting, and yeah, Swami's is, is taken off. It's, it's pretty cool to yeah, see. I can see why. There's so many great IPAs in the market though that you think you, you put an IPA out there and you don't know. Like we've been we've been yeah, like for from... a long time, and we're like we're just going to add this to the market, and we don't really know how well it's going to sell. Wow. And now it's sixty percent of the beer we sell. Wow. I, I would wow. I, I wonder that all the time. I, I thought for sure a couple of years ago, pff, IPAs people are getting so fucking bored of them, and we're going to go back to like pilsners or kolsch's or whatever, and session this and session that. And I guess to a certain extent, people have embraced the session beer, but now it's the session IPA, mm-hmm. so it's not really. But how I mean how how, how do how do you keep it seems like the constant question. How do you keep IPAs interesting? Uh, just the new hop varieties, I think. Is it the hop growers keeping the style alive, you think? Maybe. To a certain extent? I don't. It's the public. Yeah. You know better than I do. but Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I said it before, like you can have 20 beers on draft, 13 of them are IPAs, and it's still going to draw more velocity than those other seven taps. People want whatever's new. Like, yeah. It's it's nice to actually see like our flagship taking off and selling yeah. well because you go to you go to bars and like they're like the managers are like well what do you have that's new like I've had so so you're always trying to like yeah you're reminding them that this beer isn't new but it's tried and true this beer is old enough to drink you know like you're gonna sell this keg in three days <laughs> it'll drink itself it'll yeah. drink itself yeah. and if not I'll drink it you right, know but, right, right. <laughs> but I think the thing too in in San Diego specifically is like there's so many IPAs but. Anytime you're drinking local, it happens here. It's like every neighborhood is developing itself, and there's nothing as good as a clean, fresh IPA. Well, what's it like up here? What's the IPA scene like up here? Tasty, right? you know. I don't know. I don't. Doc and I stay far no, away. No, no, we've got thing. a good. We've got four or five local breweries that are making excellent IPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when I'm up here, I, I definitely drink whatever local and fresh I can get. Does the Just general public up here like? It's oh pop, yeah, it's IPA. Oh, oh, yeah, it's oh, IPA. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, that's what sells. Right. Yeah. It's what sells. I mean, it's, it's pretty much. I, I wonder if it's different from, from SoCal, uh, you know, in that maybe we have a little bit different styles. Because I, th- I think when I go out, which is very rare, um, I'll see a Kolsch a little more often. Yeah. Or I'll see these different other styles uh, that's not an IPA. Steam beer. Steam beer. Tons of steam <laughs> beer. <laughs> yep. I've had seven today. <laughs> <laughs> Steam beer. Love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would think in, in a market like San Diego, um, it'd be hard to compete on, on any level. Yeah. You said 117 breweries with 40. Right. Mm-hmm. 40 under development. Yeah. Under development. I mean, so what? By the end of the year, maybe 200? Maybe? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, how do you... I don't know. It, did you guys... Have you struggled? Do you think in there? Or, or with I'll- your brand, you have a lot of... Got a lot of horsepower behind that. We do, but we also, we've always been so stoked for everybody else, you know? So the fact that we get to have guest beers on and we get to do stuff with the community and we, you know, that's, that's what it's about. And that's kind of the concept behind drinking local is supporting your friends and drinking fresh beer. And, and we're very lucky. It's just funny because instead of bars opening all the time, it's tasting rooms opening all the time, which is great. Or like Um, dive bars are installing 20 taps. Totally. Ripping out their draft systems. And, and there's, you know. 30 reps that come by every day that want to sell them some beer. So there's no shortage of awesome beer. There's no shortage of fresh beer. And even, like, by volume, it's still not, like, we still have a lot of room to grow in San Diego. Like, by yeah. volume, I think it's really? like 20% craft. It's pretty wild. Like, yeah. there's a lot of. What do you think the number's going to have to be in San Diego of breweries for it being a little more work well, to sell a beer now? It's, I don't think it's the number of breweries as much as the quality of beer and the volume of beer. You know, like, I, I worry a lot about people growing too fast. People mm-hmm. are like, you guys exploded. I'm like, dude, it took us 30 years. For sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 We opened in 87. Those I'm like, people you who know live... those tanks are <laughs> right. almost right. 30 years old, yeah. right? Yeah. Like... Those are people who live, like, in Ukiah that come down to the, you know, yeah. to the Bay Area once a year and go, Pizza Port? Never heard of it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's, San Francisco, people, in, huh? there's people in East <laughs> County, San Diego, that have never heard of it. And that's really? cool. It's fun to talk about because, yeah. like, well, if you go to the beach, like, this is a really, like, there's so much more to it than, I mentioned it before, like, the nostalgia aspect of it is so special. And, like, you're talking about brewing, right? Like, it's something that's transcended time and place and culture and civilization. And it's been designed to bring people together and, and create these experiences. So mm-hmm. as long as that... You know, 117 breweries can open and do that and take care of each other. Then it's sustainable. The, it'll be sure. Done. The tasting room model is really what's most it's of awesome. these breweries are. Yeah. Small, mm-hmm. you know, five barrel, ten barrel systems. Yeah. Like, they just yeah. they're able to operate a tasting room, and it's mm-hmm. 
new breweries they're packed on Friday and Saturday night, no matter where they're. They're in the middle of an industrial park in the middle of nowhere, and it's packed yeah. on a Friday. But does that last, or is it like you well, said? They, everyone wants the new thing, so they go to the new brewery and the new in the new industrial light industrial area, and then. Are they are they still pushing growth two years later? I wonder. I don't know. We're gonna. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see yeah. how things play out in the next five or ten years. I know that when I go to the bar in San Diego, I look for a beer. Like typical bar has about twenty four handles. Most of them rotate. A lot of them are like I mentioned earlier, loyal to a brand, and they'll just rotate through. Mm-hmm. Their different styles. Um, the first beer I drink is. I'd say 90% of the time something I've never had before. And the second beer I drink 90% of the time is something I've had many times. Hmm. So That's a good mix. It's good because, yeah. you know, you're I mean, always... The variety's there, but then they, yeah. they have their regulars. And that's important. So it's it's finding that balance and making sure that everything is sustainable. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next however many years. I mean, you're seeing, hmm. so you're seeing two kind of paths right now. You're seeing... People that have brewed for a long time, and now they have their own investors, and they have their own place, and they're out the gate, super clean beer. I mean, Jeff Bagby. Yeah. Guy makes right. the best, cleanest beer on the planet. Oh, man. A mile south of him. It's amazing. Yeah, we were lucky you know? to, uh, to camp next to, uh, to their uh, campsite at the Firestone Fest. Right. So we had Bagby beer all the time. I was on the right. other side of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Oh. You're no. welcome. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Bear Barrel was right there, too. Like, Barrel was on the other yeah. side. And right. then maybe yeah. Boneyard? Boneyard. They were down the way a little bit. Did they bring their RV? Yeah. They had motorcycles. Oh, no, that was the year before. Oh, my God. It's all the same year. It's all the same year now, yeah. And you were there? And you were there? But I don't know who you were. Sean, you mentioned that 20% of the people in San Diego drink craft. What? Where do people drink that don't like craft? Is there a place for them? Because every place I've been in San Diego, even if it's a place you don't expect to have a great draft list, they do have one. Because yeah. yeah. that's what people want. They have to. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the the Coors Light, Bud Light handles are still there. They still have those. Yeah. Yeah. Still there's, there. there's more uh, Sculpin handles than Coors Light handles in San Diego. Right yeah, now. that makes sense. And that was like six months ago. Correct me if wrong. Isn't like Portland, like, like over 50, they've gone over the hump that... More than half the beer sold there is craft. I think it's local beer too. Yeah, local they're things. super. I mean, the, what the, that is amazing. Like, it's yeah. super strong, and it's a market that, and you know, I don't really ever look at wanting to sell beer there because when yeah. I go there, I just want to drink local beer. I mean, that's kind of how I feel everywhere yeah. I go. But what they've built is so amazing. Yeah. You know, it's the whole point of a local brewery. Well, it seems like San Diego area is getting to be the yeah. Portland of, of California. Not that yeah. I don't want to like make that no. the comparison, but. I mean, you're going to have over 150 breweries Less this year. Less strip clubs. Go on. That's a lot. Yeah, less. Well, that's the, <laughs> that's the downside. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's that's got to that's got to be hard to sell beer. I mean, but apparently it's not to get a to get a tap handle. It's it's really it's almost impossible. It's you hard. know, but yeah. if you're just selling you know full pints out of your out of your tasting room, you can make a lot more money that way. That's that's you're, where yeah, it is. Over the bar. Yeah. Okay. How many of the 114 breweries down there are your guys' size-ish or bigger? Um, probably only like 20 or 30. Yeah. Okay. Or less. So you got a lot of small guys? We've yeah. doubled right. the last two or three years. I mean, okay. two or three years ago, it was like sure. 50. But the other path besides the people that have been brewing for a long time is you see a lot of investors getting behind it because they realize the economic implications of sure. craft beer on the community, right? And mm-hmm. the amount of jobs and everything that's going on. Is that sales code for it makes money? Beer makes money. Okay. They want to invest to sell out in a few years. Money. Hey, no. What I'm saying, though, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is you get a lot of homebrewers yeah, who are really like... Yeah, that archery company. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not going to name any names. <laughs> right. Uh, homebrewer 
homebrewers, so you get a lot of homebrewers, <laughs> are really, really talented homebrewers. And instead uh, of doing those years of apprenticeship and those years of washing they kegs, they find investors are like, I will give you all this money, and here's a 10-barrel system, and go and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see because hmm. I'm a terrible brewer, but I do understand like that whole, you got to dump a 10-barrel batch of beer a couple times before you get it right, you know? So it's... You know, we've had some really, really awesome beer, and there's a couple of misses. I mean, it's a lot of no, average. All good right? breweries dump beer. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Well, I just mean in general, like in San Diego, there's a lot of great beer being made, and there are some misses. I mean, that's no, just the way it the is. way it works. And right? like you so, say, a lot of these guys are. Well, I think you're implying a lot of these guys are just really just come, coming from home brewing. They've never done production brewing, and it, and it works for some people. And for they, sure. they, if they have a palate, great. If they have a good sense of process, great. And if they know something about recipe, that's great. But they don't. They're missing one of those. They're not going to be a very good beer for a long time. Try clamps. Yeah, right. You got to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you burn yourself and die, then you're not going to have very good beer. Right. It's not going to work that well. But a lot of people, I mean, you know, it's survival but of the it, fittest. They'll work yeah. their way out. It'll be great. The good yeah. brewers will always be able you, to brew. But you have to have a business out. model that supports, right. you know, the slow growth that you're right. putting there's yourself a, in because your beer's not that good. There's a company in San Diego that's starting brew pubs without any brewers right now. They're building. Yeah. Like, right. They're building. Uh, they're buying restaurants <laughs> and putting uh, systems in there without any brewers. They know it'll be filled. It's it's wild. Oh oh, they're creating jobs it's essentially like in a market that that it, brew systems. Wow, like four buildings next or like one building, four different establishments next to each other with okay. you know five barrel brew system or whatever in there. It's like an insta tasting room. So what? you have your draft system, you have everything set up, and you rent the building. But as the, a whole. But they're oh, so throwing down the money for if, the If the you want to be a brewer, you rent the space, yeah. come in, brew your beer. It's and like those like rent-to-office joints or whatever? Huh. Rent-to-kitchen. Wow. But, it, oh, but yeah. It's, yeah. A per, it's a permanent brewery. So sure. They're but, just like, right. it's, huh. it's, it's, it's wild right I now. I guess that's a ding. Boom. If I don't even have to think about that. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's kind of like because the capital is the biggest hurdle. Like a small business lab where you can come in, test, see how good you are. See if it sells. It's almost like a brewery co-op. Kind they of right. There's, there's, a like couple, there's a couple of those in San Francisco. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> sort of. Good God. There's a lot of in here. There's a couple of those in San Francisco that are doing just that. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, uh, this is news ho- to me. Letting homebrewers come in and, and make their beer and sell it at the at their uh, under their license. Mm. Yeah. How's that going? I don't know. It's all new to me. I haven't seen it yet. Where's your uh, pay-to-play? Your thing, baby. <laughs> I think it's... I don't know. I don't care about anything about. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have no plans to do anything really. Right. Maybe sell a few T-shirts. <laughs> oh, I'm working on it as, as a uh, tasty tap handle. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I got that in development. Wouldn't that be cool? Like have like a. I don't know. Regular what? taste. It, yeah. It'll be. It, you also get a bobblehead version too, if you like. It'll be like a oh. bobblehead. I, w- I, yeah, I would go cool, for. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And five pounds of the tasty hop. <laughs> yeah. Which is a class C controlled substance, so you can't. Right. Yeah, five pounds is a lot. <laughs> yeah, you don't want yeah. to get caught it's with so that. It's their annual. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. How personal is use. it? <laughs> it's personal use. use. All right, what's this next beer? Uh, the fish. So this is one of. Uh, the fish. fish. Yeah, right. The fish. The fish. One oh. of our brewers has color, a man. handlebar mustache and the we'll call that a porn stage. Just one yeah. The construction guys called him catfish. He also shapes a no, lot of surfboards that yeah. are fish-shaped yeah. surfboards, so that works, too. But. Got shortened from catfish to fish. Okay. So this is his beer. Um, the three dominant hops are Pacific Jade from New Zealand and Citra and Centennial. Okay. So the Pacific Jade has, like, a stone fruit character. And then, yeah. Like an apricot exactly. kind of a deal? Yeah. Is that hard to get to? Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> 
Might be able to get a container of that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you're down there, are you getting all these hops to then resell Tasty on yes. the gray market? Yeah, we'll okay. take over the market. Yeah. So you get a discount. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. I got a letter of credit and everything. Got a yeah. Tasty count. I got a letter of credit. <laughs> yeah. Do you have an LLC? Yeah. What yeah. is it? Well, I can't tell you. You're gonna like. Why uh, not? <laughs> I just have one. Just know that. Right. Don't worry about it. But what's it called? Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's going to pull up with in his forerunner with a loaded full of hops and how much what's you What's weird is I'm running into all these brewers, yeah. and they're all going to be down there doing the same thing. I mean, not that I'm doing it, but I'm just kidding. Right. But they're actually going to be down there trying to get hops that they don't have a contract for, trying to meet the farmers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Really, by direct. So how are you yeah. getting back? Slow freighter? Well, <laughs> yeah. He's getting on the Labruski. Right. Yeah. We're picking him up. We're on picking 40 him up. feet of hops. I'm going to rent a container. I'm going like, like, to load this thing up. Refrigerated? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reefer. You would, too. Reefer. <laughs> you would do that. Tastyhops.com. Well, when, oh, he re- re- when he rented it, oh, it said yeah, Reefer. You, you register that I URL right buy now. That fucking URL right now. Tasty that way he has to buy it from you. You would. The tastiest. I like this IPA. It smells great because it, smells great it doesn't smell. It smells, I don't know, Smooth. approachable is the right word. Like for me, I, honestly, I don't, I don't like IPAs because just al- alcohol. I like to drink. I like to drink beer, and I can't handle the alcohol. I'm, I'm a pussy. But uh, I, the the smell is very approachable to me as, as an IPA. Like it's not like oh, it doesn't send up warning flags. Yeah, you're in the right. You're in the the same yeah the same boat with me, Doc. Yeah, I like the real floral and uh, stone fruit's great. You know yeah. that. Uh, Is that the Pacific Jade? Yeah, I don't, I don't want my palate to be I'm just dead. Yeah, you know? you're not mad at it. You want to drink with it. I'm not mad at you either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you, you want to be able to have more than one? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good business model. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> it is better to sell two than one. That's up to you, right? <laughs> All right. So that it's was science. the fish. Yeah. And then what is this one? The kook. Kook. Yeah. Kook. You want to take this one, Joe? This is a this is this is a kook. Do you guys know what a kook is? Yeah. No, well, a crazy person, well, like here's a, a, a cell phone person. Right. Yes, someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. Oh, like the <laughs> surfer term <laughs> for the surfer place. The surfer term yeah. for it's, dude gro- that don't know what he's growing doing. Growing up yeah. in Santa Cruz, I knew what that was. I just didn't know if you were talking it's about the plane. It's a move. I see. It's a position on the board. It's no, that's goofy. Listen, goofy. Oh, you're easy on the goofy foot. All right. No, kook is. Someone that is in the water or pretty much doing anything that doesn't know what they're doing but acts like they know what they're doing. Nice. Um, this entire radio station. Cool. Myself included. Yeah. Um, there's a statue in Cardiff, which is just north of Solana Beach, and it's this like young surfer, this 16-foot-tall bronze statue that the city built and thought it was going to be amazing. And everyone was like, look at that kook! <laughs> so now it's he's called like, the Cardiff kook. He's yeah. not, he clearly has never surfed before. <laughs> His form yeah. is all he's terrible. Killing it. Yeah. He's basically killing it. So he made our really. can. Yeah, yeah, Sean decided to brew a beer and name it after him. <laughs> the kook. The yeah. kook. Um, no, but this is, it's a, it's a double IPA, but it's 8.5%. It's kind of like Swami's Big Brother in that it's deceptively smooth. Again, you get that approach characteristic to it. I would not. I just. I just had a sip. I would not have guessed it was a double IPA. We're kind of mean. We put it in six packs, like sixteen ounce six <laughs> that's, packs. That's kind of you. Yeah, it's rude. Yeah. We're like, you know what? Drink four. That's the party right there. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, two and I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. But what are you guys a kook or something? <laughs> good one. Yeah, I know what it is, right? <laughs> all these all these beers are like I. I designed them a little bit to be drinking like out of a can. Like that's okay. most people are gonna drink our beer like, what do you what do you have to do differently for you just that? want to make it drinkable and not over the top with hops or alcohol do you want you know okay you want to 
we have to sell this stuff. So you gotta, yeah. They have to drink more than one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, right. you, want, you want them to have more than one. one. Yeah, that cuts sales quite yeah. a bit. So, so what, so what that, do you mean? Like low, like lower ABV than usual or, or less uh, bitter? Just dry. Okay. Not a lot of boost character. Yeah. Not a lot of bitterness. More of a balanced He's IPA. on the palate. Yeah, exactly. He's on the liver. But still a lot of hop flavor. So this one has uh, Amarillo, El Dorado, uh, melon from Germany. New melon. It tastes like... It's obviously melon. called melon for a reason, but I get for some reason I I get strawberries, but uh, I could totally see that like a strawberry field, like freeze dried strawberries, yeah, yeah, like like a like a strawberry pen, Four the marker, M. like an artificial <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, shit! I don't know now. Specifically, which brand? I need to know yeah. which brand. I've well, only a one. lot of strawberry markers. There's only one. <laughs> and Columbus, but yeah, a lot of the more a lot of the more fruity beers. Or fruity beers, pretty hops. The fruity hops, yeah. Okay, but yeah, the key is with all good all, all good beers. I think are dry and yeah, easy to drink. But yeah, it's all about being drinkable. What do you think about this uh, this new trend of the East Coast uh, yeast slug IPAs <laughs> that are on the market? Have you yeah. seen this? No, fucking garbage. Oh, the, the really cloudy stuff. Yeah, it's like heady topper, and then uh, but then there's there's a, another brewing company. I forget their name. That people are posting photos next to the can, and it's. It's like you oh, holding. It's, it's like yeah. It's like yeah. holding up a friggin' uh, one of the na- napkins. It's like tan, and you can't see through it at all. And this is this is what they're doing. This is it's what is it called? Like the New England the, style, the IPA? New yeast pitch category, right? Uh, yeah. Where the, you can buy a six pack and dump it in your fermenter. Is it a starter right. or a yeah. beer? <laughs> right, right. It blurs that line. You can't be sure. So you it's don't, you don't even know what we're talking it's about. Common. Yeah, like Hetty Top. Right, I'm familiar with all these. Um, yeah, obviously. What is that about? Is it about? In my opinion. I, it looks like they just can't brew a, a clear beer, and so they turn a fault into a into a bonus. Yeah, I think the they want so much hop character in there; they don't want to filter it out. Yeah. Um, but like, especially for a beer in a package, all that stuff is going to oxidize very quickly. Okay. The beer is going to go bad quick. So if, if you don't have these beers, like within a week, I, I think they're going to taste a lot different. Within a week, even. get the lumber out. Oh yeah, dude. It's super quick. Yeah, I mean, what Hedy's Hopper sells out in a day or whatever, right? Right, it leaves the yeah, brewery in a day, but it doesn't get drank in a day. Yeah, it yeah, gets I mean, traded that's the in. Problem. Yeah, those are the scary parts. Like you, pizza port. You talk about a brewery that's been brewing for a long time, and then all of a sudden you're putting your beer in cans and sending it far away from home, and that's scary. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you can only have so much control once yeah. it leaves the brew house. But also the beer trades. That's a big beer trades are huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, someone just posted on either the Brewing Network Instagram or our Instagram that they just tried Swami's in Ohio. I was like, "What? Awesome! <laughs> Send me some Rheingeist." <laughs> yeah. Do you sell out in Ohio? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's probably our people. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad. I just wanted my Rheingeist. Well, uh, Jill at Pizzaport.com. She'll do a beer trade with you guys. <laughs> there you, there you Actually, you guys, I shipped some uh, pickles. This Christmas in glass containers. I'm sorry, with what? a couple bottles pickles. I made pickles. We made pickles. It was our gift for Christmas. Okay. But with okay. a couple bottles of beer and they shattered mm. and oh my God. I got a call from FedEx saying that I'm now on like the high priority list oh, because I'm not a <laughs> So I will only trade cans. You're a shipping terrorist. You, terrorists. Uh, you only get one, shit one morning, and you'll let your done. Oh, yeah. They were like, we should right. arrest know, you. I was like, cool. We should arrest we have a lot of you. Right, they I'm, can't arrest I'm you. We have FedEx. I'm over here terrified about I'm so upset about my pickles. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're on the Christmas FedEx. I'm you on know? your blacklist. Can you push yeah. the pickles through? Seriously. They, they, they yeah. colliding. I'm a terrible packer. Terrible That's too packer. bad. Well, obviously. Yeah. Uh, can't win them all, guys. Can't win well, them all. Why, why wouldn't you just... 
if you if you filter your beer before you ship it out, to me that means that you would be able to build a beer around that, so you know that it's going to be good for a month. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and like a lot of the breweries will overhop to they sure. know that the filtering process is yeah. going to strip some flavor out. Sure. Which but, is yeah. just kind of that's what issue. that's what it does. Yeah. Right? Or they're just going to sit on the shelf long enough that it's gonna, the hops are going to fade. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of overcompensate for that. Even like mm-hmm. a clean, you know, the best quality IPA you can get still is gonna, not going to taste Science. the same after a month. But, right, yeah. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's it's a balance. And obviously you want to make sure your distributor is taking care of your beer and it's always refrigerated. And, yeah, we do uh, canned on dates on all of our all, all of our cans. So. Mm-hmm. And you have people in your market that are checking those dates and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We pull them off the shelf. And, cool. Yeah. Wow. So That's pretty awesome, man. I mean, going to your pubs. It doesn't seem like you guys have this well-oiled machine. You know, you're just this 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 local pub. <laughs> but I, whoa, whoa! I mean, I mean, I mean, in a very good way. Well, you, you have you have this brand that's very local, that's very kind of go with the flow. But here you have people checking fucking canned on dates. Like to me, that just I don't know. It surprises me. I mean, I've 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 been around Pizza Port for I don't know ten years or whatever. Every time I go down south, I had a friend who worked there for a long time. And uh, it's just kind of this thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, to see you guys now, you, now you're up in NorCal, and you're checking shit. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's cool to see. I like it. Yeah. You're that's a yeah. brewery now. That's yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the theme how it's always been. You know, you can go in with your wet flip flops and get, uh, you know, an uh, Alpha King winning beer in a plastic pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. serve that's, people wearing wetsuits? Oh yeah, all the time. The yeah. No, they're not wearing wetsuits. The customers are. No, I know. Well, okay. Yeah. You <laughs> sure people wear wetsuits. Yeah. Well, sometimes. If it's winter. I yeah. heard you guys were you're able to go out on your breaks like at the Solana Beach, I think, oh, yeah. and you go and <laughs> grab a board no and catch works. a yeah <laughs> yeah during the during the Vorloff go out. You catch a few and yeah, I, come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never did that. <laughs> oh no! He's lying. Yeah, <laughs> but the service up service got to serve. Yeah. That's right. All the <laughs> except for Bressy Ranch, all the pubs are walking distance to the ocean. So. That's right, right. Wow. Yeah, cool. Bressy's like six or seven miles inland in the first six months. We all like kind of got the shakes. <laughs> the ocean the breeze. Air is so different. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Look at you guys. Yeah, yeah. beach cool. people. I right. the ocean beach. It's right there. Beach. Yeah, cool. mm-hmm. What's the last one here? This does not look like an IPA. No. Your it's deductive black reasoning IPA. skills are acute. They're pretty good. Doesn't smell like yes. one either. This is Suavecito. So this is Lots of coffee. Yeah, it's a milk stout with coffee oh, on nitro. Um, I love this beer. Awesome. Very coffee in the so aroma. We, Super coffee. We right? had sent this beer last year. We brought it uh, during beer week, and then our former head mm. brewer from Solana Beach, Devin Randall, was on, and you guys were, yeah. were talking about stuff. But we had this beer. So when we were talking about tonight. All the boys at the Hot Grenade said this was our favorite, one of our favorite beers last year. So huh? if you can get your hands on it, let's do it. You got a good memory, Joe. And I killed a guy. <laughs> I killed a guy and buried him in the desert, but I got the keg here. So. Nice. Oh, yeah. hey. You're welcome. You're a go-to uh, it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> get her done. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but this is it's just super smooth. I mean, you're right. A lot of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, which is awesome. But yeah. if you're going to put coffee in it, fucking do it. And it's yeah. good coffee flavor, not like the green chili. Yeah, how do you yeah. how do you add your coffee to this? We we basically make cold brew in the in the bright tank. So once the beer's done and done conditioning and fermenting, we'll put it in the bright tank, let it soak on the beans for 24 to 40 hours. Oh, okay. Move, move it to another bright. Okay. And yeah, that's all it takes. The cold brew 
Uh, they use Portola, which is a, a ro- local roasting company. We also use Bird Rock, which is like another famous roasting company in San Diego. And like all their roasts are a little bit on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. And you get it's the coffee is like almost acidic. Um, you get tons of aromatic oils and everything when you when you roast it lower, and it it's, there's a lot of complex flavors in it. It's pretty interesting. It's a lot like hops. Like, are you doing it on the whole, with whole beans or a we'll do a, a really coarse grind? Coarse grind. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so you put that in the bright tank, transfer the beard in there, and yep. you should let it hang out for we'd say forty eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Twenty four to forty eight hours. Forty eight. Right. Do the tastes and oh, do it You'll do sensory and then yeah and. It it's funny it takes quick but yeah if you leave it on too long you do get the tannins and everything soaking up and it it goes bad quick so you gotta you gotta be on top of it. Now cold, cold brewed uh, co- coffee with uh, it's done pretty much the same way. It's done with you know at room or cold temperature. Exactly right? yeah room temp. And then obviously the the pH of the of the water is a lot different than the pH of the beer you're using. Yeah. What, so you know, I wonder huh. what effect. I mean like your pH of the beer is probably like three eight or something. Yeah. The water is probably like six seven or eight even. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't. I wonder what to do. I mean, what the extraction? That. You're probably getting different things, more of an acid yeah, environment. Yeah, especially than with the alcohol neutral. too. Might yeah. might yeah, draw more of the oils too. It'll dissolve some things that the water wouldn't. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're say you're getting a wider range well, of flavors wonder, in the beer. Like, than... Maybe it's, it's another way to present coffee, yeah. or that the coffee, the way it's made and processed, is going to be different if it's being you know made for a beer. Yeah, we do like hmm. the coffee we select is very different than what you would make in a. In a normal, like in a coffee pot with hot water, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. the we do cold brew tests. Oh. They've they do we do like a, a measured sampling, you know, one ounce of this, one ounce of that, and see what works the best. But yeah, there is. Well, I didn't. I bring some phosphoric acid or something. Some of <laughs> lower the pH. Lower the pH How the water dare you? To about four. Yeah, this is all. And then and see Casey's if get, bringing acid. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see if it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. Flavor. I bet it does. Yeah, this is great. Whatever you're doing now, what is, is the beer cold, cold, like cellar temperature cold, where it's like 40, 40 degrees? degrees. Yeah. Okay. So, so. That's, you mean really cold press, not just like ambient temperature cold. Exactly. Press so we there. actually started making cold brew coffee on tap at Bressy, oh. mm. and yeah, it actually tastes better as a warm at room temperature. But mm. the beer, you, it's yeah, it's about forty degrees. Okay. So. I don't know. I bet it suppresses some. I, I'm sure it has some effect on it. But yeah. you don't want the beer to warm up. Obviously, sure. So. I didn't know if you, if you if you racked it in like say at, at fermentation temperature, it's mid sixties while it's on the coffee before oh, no, yeah, it down, it's, or it, if it's already chilled before you're racking we, it into the. Coffee. I don't think we've experimented with that, but yeah, that's a that's a good point. We yeah, it's cold when we when we put it on the beans. I think you, you do get a cleaner flavor. Well, I just keep it under you know, yeah, restrained process, right? Yep. So, when are you guys getting bought out? You got the money? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna ease into this out. we're gonna ease into this topic. Well the whole thing was just a yeah, precursor. Really. This is a lead up to this. this is like a, did you just bait and switch us? I did. It's like yeah. an interview. Yeah. Or, another flag. Word. The he whole, does not know what the word segue. <laughs> no, I, I went on a tour of San Francisco one yeah, one. It was honestly. pretty weird. Right? Damn. Uh I mean, because that's the that's the hot topic. Of course the ballast point. Uh, yeah. Folks got bought out. The State Archer folks, Golden Road, uh, Golden Road, um, Lagunitas merger, Lagunitas merger. Yeah, partnership, yeah. partnership. Oh, that's true. Um, I don't know. Even like Anchor. What's that about? A few years ago. 
Right with oh, the yeah. capital. That's right. Oh. People forget about that Walker. because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't super hot hotness at the and time. And even the ones that you're not hearing about, there's you know some big breweries out there that are getting really? huge investments of from capital investment groups. And oh, really? Yeah. Like Alpine even that kind of didn't get that much news. Yeah, when they it did got, in San Diego. Oh, oh, I'm sure mm-hmm. locally is probably different, but yeah. even up here, it kind of just got a little a little mention that they got bought out by another larger craft brewery. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. We consider that in the family still. So. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you, <laughs> everyone was That's fine with that one? We are, yeah. Okay. Really great for both yeah. parties. I mean. Do you guys drive by the Ballast Point locations and, like, throw shit at them? Or, I mean, how does that... No, like... Can you talk about that? Can we... We can't talk the, about this that. This is off the air. Hold on. Let me mute everything. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, um, Ballast Point is, you know, they're one of the founders of the San Diego beer scene. Yeah. Uh, Yousef, you know, brewed with our owner. You know, they used to buy... Homebrew ingredients together in mm. in Encinitas and Yusef and Jack started Homebrew Mart. It's we're we're really excited that they got that huge payout. It's uh, you guys are stoked for them. We are like okay. I mean a billion dollars. Like come on. <laughs> <laughs> really, like yeah. who's gonna turn that down? Right, like, no, liars like, and fools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, invented, they invented the fifteen dollars six pack. Now they invented the one billion dollar buyout. <laughs> right. Don't forget. Hey, listen, that made it easy for us. Don't forget, it was eighteen ninety nine, fifteen ninety nine on sale. No, right. right. I felt the same way when I saw Justin pull up in a Beamer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, a billion dollars. There we go. That's great. <laughs> yeah, got to pay. Uh, but really, there's no like animosity. I mean, I would be a little weird. Or are you guys? I mean, do you know if your ownership is looking for that shit, or, or you guys are going to stay mm-hmm. local and stay true and I, blah blah blah? I don't think they are. I would be surprised. Do you care? But that they sold? I guess that's a more important question. Do you, do you it, actually it, give a as shit? As a consumer, I do. Do you? Because um, okay. I buy products based on where they're from and okay. that sort of thing. But, you know, I have a ton of respect for Ballast Point, and I'm not going to turn down a Sculpin. Right. <laughs> yeah. beer is awesome. Like, yeah. It's so. tough. I mean, it's like bands. Like, mm-hmm. you work really hard as a band, and then you get signed. Do I stop listening to you? I don't know. Well, what unless do you I change do? singers. Right. <laughs> are, we talking about wow. are we talking about journey? We brought it back. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We brought it back. Um, no, it's it's a hot topic in San Diego. I mean, yeah, no. ten barrels opening a brew pub in San Diego. Yeah, we're and, gonna talk uh, about yeah. that wow. in the next segment, the beer news. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as you know, um, the whole San Diego Brewers Guild thing. Like, we're we're trying to figure out. You want what's best for the community, and you want what's best. I mean, you want to support. We have 90 brewer members of the 117 breweries. 90 of them belong to the San Diego Brewers Guild. And obviously, we want to support local, and we want everybody Mm -hmm. to drink local. And we just want the consumers, above all else, we want the consumers to be educated about what they're actually buying and Mm -hmm. where that's going. What pulls at your heartstrings is knowing how hard all of these people worked to get to where they are, Um, especially you're talking about Ballast Point. You know, It's it's tough. Like 90% of the population doesn't know blue moon is made by coors you know like it's you're getting this muddled sort of, like there's no craft beer anymore it's just beer it's yeah. Like craft yeah and crafty you know you 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 don't really know and we've always had this like 20 percent by 2020 was kind of the plight of all of the state guilds was can we have 20 percent of the market share by 2020 and then when these bigger brands are bought out or you know if they're no longer considered in the BA guidelines as a craft brewery, well, then our market share goes back down. Right, yeah. So, what does that do with the numbers now that Ballast is well, out just, of those? It changed the numbers. I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah. it's a growing segment of the beer uh, consumption. It's like Matter climate change numbers. Just change the numbers. <laughs> it's fine. Well, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, instead of that goal, it's another goal because these guys are wrapping up. We can do that. Oh, I we see. Just, just realign, yeah. Your, yeah. realign yeah. your targets. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So what you're, you're saying is that your friends that worked at Ballast Point, you excommunicated and don't talk to them anymore. Yeah, do they get Christmas because, cards no. from you yeah. still? If by that you mean do we trade six-packs for pizzas at lunch in OB on Tuesdays? <laughs> no. Ballast Point has cocktails in a can now. Yeah, are they, are they good? How are they? They are oh, good. Man. I'm fascinated by that. It's made for a boat. You so you bring them on for a boat. Yeah. Should have had you mule some up, right? Because yeah, we're going on like a, a mule. Like was that like a? Sure. No, but yeah, to send some to the Labruski crews, you know, as backups. Bootleg. Oh, they don't let you take. Uh, they don't let, no, no but we're working. Well, they might be listening. Shh. Oh, right. We no. will not be trying to smuggle no. booze on the cruise. We will buy everything. <laughs> yes, that we drink. especially some bourbon. <laughs> right, Beverly <And> Scotch. <laughs> right, the Shear Mule. What? <laughs> <laughs> I need a lot of. Never mind. What's, what's your guys' guess. opinion on the whole thing? Like, obviously, as I mean, I don't know. I. Don't like anything. I, I <laughs> that's kind of harsh. I kind of don't. It's, it's JP. It's I kind of don't care. Yeah, because I mean, but, on the one hand, you're right. I think that uh, you know it, people should be buying local and supporting the the the, the local jobs and the, and the local businesses. But on the other hand, they still they still brew the beer there. Yeah, I don't care who really owns it. Has the beer changed? I think is really more that right. that what I'm worried about. And and I'm to be honest with you, I don't buy Ballast Point beer because the only beer we get up here from them is IPA, and I don't really dig on that. So it's not it's really a no concern of mine. I just like uh, drinking Modelo and, and and taking a photo of it and saying I'm drinking a Ballast Point. That to me makes me laugh real hard. But um, <laughs> otherwise, like I don't really I don't really care. It doesn't it doesn't affect. Just so me. it tastes good, right? It's just so it tastes I mean, good. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. So yeah, they, but it's different because it's not anywhere near my market. You know, like right. you know, five years ago we never would thought this would have happened, and yeah. there was this whole David versus Goliath struggle, and that's over now. It, it seems is. like yeah. Uh, so, sort of, think, right? sort of. I mean, yeah. and I think on the brew pub level, it's one thing because you see your friends still being successful and still brewing great beer, and even somebody like Ten Barrel, who has you know historically has done great things for their communities and. When you walk in there, you will think, like, this is a local feel. This is a local brewery, you know? Uh, it's it's tough. But then when you get to the grocery store, that's when things get a little little more difficult. Mm. And when you get to the distributor level, yeah. like, stuff that you don't want to think about. But guaranteed, we will have less cans on shelves the more craft breweries are picked up. Instead of Budweiser having taking up a third of the, the shelf space with 18-pack, 30-pack, 12-pack, all of Bud Light, it's going to be... Yeah. All these craft brands in there taking up the same amount of space. And I don't crowding blame, out. I don't blame the buyers because it's easy. It's easy for the mm-hmm. distributors. It's easy for the buyers. But at the same time, it's just like slowly but surely boxing out anyone that's going to distribution on a craft level into the chains. Into the chains outside the chains outside the grocery store in the in the taps. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about local. Still gonna be local. Yeah, and and you're looking at like your independent gro- like grocery yeah. like general market right. grocery stores too. I mean, when you walk in, even Whole Foods, you walk in and every time you find the beer buyer in Whole Foods, you're gonna have a great beer conversation. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So as long as you're yeah. not going out there with the mindset of I'm gonna change the world and I'm gonna get my beer on draft or I'm sorry, my beer on, on the, the shelves in yeah. every yeah. you know. That's Think great to do that, but you, yeah, your emphasis should be on the on the faucets. Yeah, I think yeah. I think everyone's worried about the startups and making sure that they actually have a chance in this market. Oh, okay, to be successful. Yeah, like, okay, I see what you're saying. But, so for you guys, it's more of a it's more of a shelf space. 
No, it's more kind of that thing. was more just like a this is oh, okay. we're all still trying to that I makes mean, sense this is to all me. new, you know, like yeah. we're still trying to figure out exactly how to wrap our minds around it because you okay. never want to turn your back on your friends because they took something that was a good opportunity for them, you know. Yeah, yeah, like um, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate on them for right. for sure. I'm just I'm just curious about <laughs> what what people uh, well, I would. <laughs> no you would. <laughs> I'm a that's why I don't have any friends. So I don't like them. Yeah, like Colby <laughs> Colby Chandler. <laughs> Head brewer at Ballast. Yeah. I don't know what his official title is. But, yeah. Head uh, Tesla owner. Yeah. Mm. He, you know, he basically started the San Diego Brewers Guild, and now, like, they got mm. kicked out. Oh, jeez. So it's like, really like, they got band. kicked yeah. out? Yeah. Wow. Because wow. there's just some weird requirement is you got to be. It's bylaw mm. stuff. Independent. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's it's ownership. There's a lawyer. So we got to let so, you go. <laughs> you know, we know you yeah. yeah. kind of started this thing. Yeah. How does that conversation I would, happen? I would think the friction would be a lot less on the brew house side than more on the sales side. Like, I could see the sales exactly. reps all of a sudden be like, okay, now we're going to have to start getting the claws out and well, yeah, look at that fighting bud- over shelf it's, Yeah, it's all about Mark. Like, the brewers are all good friends. It's yeah. just sure. the marketing. Like, look at yeah. the Budweiser Super Bowl ad. Like... The guy flicked the orange off of his off his beer. He's like, you've been right. shock top. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Flicked like, it off of his shock top. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Which, on the other hand, to me, that resonates with a lot of craft beer people because that's that's exactly what I do. Even when I order, like, a Modelo at a Mexican restaurant and they give you a fucking lime on it, I, just, I don't flick it at them because I'm not an asshole. But I take it off yeah. and gently place it, you know, in a perpendicular fashion across my thing because I have a little CD. But, um, you know, like my like, phone like is... Like arrange it in a middle finger. Yeah, right. it's like that's what... Yeah. But, you know, and I think that's just kind of what we do, you know, in general. So there is a little bit of, you know, I guess trying to, uh, um, to play to what, what we do, right? Because you yeah. don't put fruit in your beer except... You know, a piece of watermelon or something like that. I don't know. Right? Sure. I mean, I love. Watermelon. It's real crafty when you put fruit in your beer, though. Now, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, that's the new trend. Yeah. Right? I mean, indie. Sorry. Yeah, indie Getting beer. What do you guys it. think about indie beer? Stop it. No one cares <laughs> no. about indie beer. That's yeah, the new thing. You didn't know about that? That's like a new move. Not craft now. It's indie. Right. Oh. But I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys would qualify for indie. You might just be craft. Are you okay with that? Answer now, please. Yeah. Our beers. I, I just like to drink our beer. I, I want to be indie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you yeah. can only brew 20 gallons at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you have to be newer than... Right. You guys are too old to be yeah. indie. You just right. call me old? The, the, the brewery is too old. I'll help you out, Jill. Don't worry. Oh, she just harsh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Okay. I'll sit over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Be quiet. Yeah. No, it's just it's going to be an interesting couple of years because... Yeah. If everybody's making great beer, then it's a level playing field. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that everybody's drinking the, the freshest beer that they can be drinking. And, you know, in theory, local beer. But sure. we'll see what happens. Uh, you know? Then you also, yeah, like, you look at what Budweiser's done for Goose Island's barrel aging program. Oh, my God. it's They insane. have, like, the one of the greatest barrel aging things in the and whole world And when you now. talk to the guy that runs their barrel program, it's like talking to any very devoted craft beer guy. I will say that whole thing benefited me uh, because now we can get bottles of Sophie at fucking Safeway for $9 a $7.50. Like, that's amazing. And the beer tastes great. Yeah. So I'm not as worried about big big beer uh, influencing craft as much. You're worried about big wine. In terms of, like, production of the product (laughs) and the heart and soul that goes into it. Yeah. I get concerned about the marketing side of beer. I'm seeing a lot of things. Even in companies that are still owned by by themselves, Mm -hmm. their marketing tactics. I mean, there's, there's a... Disconnect between the culture of, of craft beer and the marketing of craft beer. Yes. I see, yeah. you know, obviously Jillian and her crew don't fall into this, but uh, I see a lot of people, they're just like totally like corporate kind of feel. Uh, they'll like knock the other guy's beers. They'll, you know, do kinds of like, you know, more cutthroat. 
I'm seeing like what I don't usually see is like you know advertising on TV uh, from breweries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't. I mean, that's a bigger game changer than and where how they get their financing, whether they choose to get it from the bank, from a equity, uh, private equity, or from a from a major brewery. But is that a sign of the times? And with 4,200 breweries in the in the country, is that just kind of a natural progression? We're advertising on TV. No, no, I mean, no. It, no. If you no, if you use aggressive marketing, you're going to sell more beer. Without about it. Hmm. it no, you, you still have the choice to go negative with your advertising and start yeah. bashing other breweries versus well, it's, it's a, talking about the positives of your own. It's an election year, so. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, 2016 is one thing, but the right. other three years oh, before shit. 2020. That's too much math. We can stay positive. Well, the beer's tasting great. I don't care. I don't yeah, care what Warren. Really I don't care what Warren says. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. No, seriously. Thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to have you guys no, back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, and uh, you know, let us know the next time you guys are in town. We'll have some more beers and uh, totally. and shoot the shit about the San Diego beer scene, which yeah. you guys are dominating. And, and it'd be great to see you guys up here a little bit more often too. Yeah, have Definitely. your beers up here. Yeah, yeah, we love NorCal. Awesome. Cool, awesome. All right, it's well, hella good. <laughs> hella sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No. All right, we're going to take a break. When we San come Diego. back, we're, we're going to do uh, some beer news. We're going to do the Twitter game. Uh, maybe have more beers. Uh, who knows? It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, (laughs) nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. It's to help you out. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. Gotta try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four Pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support. Like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com 
few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit Visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, You're welcome. Well, you have no choice, Warren. Well, and plus I'm the only one hanging out. Well, that's true. Right now. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of hanging out, uh, if you guys are looking for some awesome um, Blickman 
products and, and who isn't? Let's I be was. honest. Everyone wants to take their uh, you know their homebrewing up to the next level. Uh, check out Great Fermentations. The folks at Great Fermentations uh, have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. They have the same day shipping on uh, a lot of their main items, which you know we all know the the, the struggle of shipping, right? That's why Amazon Prime is so awesome. Uh, but these guys do it best. Uh, their staff has uh, probably some of the best trained people in using the Blickman products. Uh, I know they work uh, pretty uh, pretty well together. And uh, yeah, check them out. Great fermentations, everyone. Top notch customer service. All the things that you need to make some awesome beer, man. Uh, let's do some beer news. All right. You made a blend. Oh, she's blending beer. Bev's cleaning up the uh, <laughs> clean red up IPA. Beer. Actually, drink that. Why not? I kind of want to drink that. Chug it. I might drink that. Yeah. I'm going to steal this. No, no, in my own. Because, you know. Well, because it's gross. Oh, she's not giving you any. She's not giving me any. Well, because she sucks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, there's more people. But I'm making, a, I'm making a blend of my own. Hey, you guys want to do of beer all, news? Of all the IPAs. What, you guys are talking about Yeah, already? we're on the air. Okay. Yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys knew. They didn't know. That's the way the show goes, man. No hey, you know, that. it's professional up until the point. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear the sounder. The point is the third break. Point is the third break. Yeah. Uh, okay, so beer news. This is from the USA, USA <laughs> department. Germany has finally fallen to the U.S. in terms of hop production. That's correct. We now lead the world in producing hops. Hey. The whole world, then why can't anybody get any? That's true. Uh, which is the third time in the last 10 years that we've bested Germany in pop production. Once in 2013, and uh, uh, then before in 2009. The U.S. grew about 80 million pounds of hops, which accounts for 42% of the world's production of hops, compared to Germany's weak-ass 62 million pounds. Third time they've fallen to the U.S. in this last century. That's true. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. One, two, and hops. What are the others? What's the fourth one? Stop it. You don't even understand. Uh, well, so I, we I, beat I, them by 20, yeah. million, by 20 million pounds almost. Well, I mean, those are pounds. The they're, you know, they're, they're an average size country, right? I mean, we, you know, if they wanted to expand, where are they going to expand into? Like, I mean, we can go like, we'll take out a zillion acres of corn. And put into a zillion acres of hops. We can do that. They don't have a zillion acres. Are you making those numbers up? Uh, well, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's a quantifiable acres. number. <laughs> well, well co- considering lot. that we only produce hops in what three states, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, more states. A lot of it had to do with the. Uh, they had a pretty nasty drought over there this this past year, so that was part of it. But if it wasn't for that hop, there wasn't for that drought. Germany still would have beaten us. So you're right. We have tons more farmland, but they use it more for hops. We can make the trade-off, yeah. Right, Right. but they they use it more. They need their corn as well. Yeah. Total world hop production was uh, 190.4 million pounds in 2015, which is actually down from 208.1 million in 2014, but Hmm. greater than 178.4 million in 2013, so it's definitely a roller coaster. Well, yeah, a lot of that's probably to do with how the harvest is, right? Like, yeah, the, the yield, right? And the droughts and all that kind of bullshit. Do you know yeah. if that's dried or is that? I don't know. Okay. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Good oh. question. Uh, the record in the past 10 years was 245 million pounds in 2008. Some Yakima Valley growers held off on new plantings last spring because of drought, but will likely resume normal plantings this spring, said Jackie Brophy, communications director for Hop Growers 
of America. For the second year in a row, the Hop Growers of America report includes acreage harvested outside the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I thought this was interesting because in, in a couple of beer news is we've uh, uh, talked about the Midwest uh, states are growing some more hops and stuff. So uh, here we go. In Michigan, they, they have 320 acres devoted to hops. In New York, they have 250. Wisconsin, 170. Even Colorado is getting in the act, 125. And California, with a weak-ass 85 acres of weak hops. Ass. 85? Um, 85. Oh, wow. What, 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 One of the largest states. Too low. We used to be the Pleasanton, the Tri Valley used to grow yeah, a tons of hops in yeah. World War II yeah, during World War II. Hopland. Well, hop there land, are certain hop it's all down there. certain latitudes are better for growing hops than others, and California is kind of on the low low side of those. Washington harvested 32,158 acres of hops in 2015. Oregon 6,600, and Idaho 4,800. Yeah. What do you think? The Idaho 7. I think we need to put more hops in acreage. I think so, too. Now, is it really limited? No, it's probably to those, you know, the, the states that make hops well. I mean, is there maybe there's varietals that need to be developed uh, where mm-hmm. they can actually yeah. do better in Michigan and uh, and, uh, and uh, South Dakota or whatever. Yeah, switch the varietals up a little bit. Yeah. Well, I know part of it's the, the infrastructure, like the drawing and processing. Oh, yeah. Fat, yeah. yeah. Like, facilities yeah. that yeah. need to get put in place. Especially yeah. the pelletizers. I know that, that oh, equipment sure, yeah. itself is like they don't, people don't really make that anymore. Right. And you, and you don't want to ship, used to ship flowers from Nebraska yeah. all the way up to Yakima right. to get packaged and yeah. processed. So, right. Maybe uh, somebody should come up with uh, processing equipment that for small scale. Right. That could be used for. Yeah. Like a mobile cannon kind of a thing. Maybe. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Or uh, mobile hop, hop or pelletizing. Maybe, or maybe hop like pelletizing. the, uh, Hop processor, like Zymatic uh, hop processor. <laughs> Get on that, TC. I think I will. Like, do a pound a year or something. Yeah, you could. Uh, well, that's what Tinder's for. If craft merges with craft, is it still considered craft? That's the question now being asked after it was announced that Victory Brewing out of Pennsylvania has merged with fellow East Coast brewery Southern Tier. Their new venture is called Artisanal Brewing Ventures, which, if you do the math, is called ABV, and has an amazing 800,000 barrels of potential volume, something that was very carefully worded in their press release. Uh, Quote, this is exactly the kind of alliance we imagined when we created Artisanal Brewing Ventures in 2014, said Finn DeMink, founder of Southern Tier Brewing Company and also a major shareholder in ABV. This is a concept that was specifically designed by and for craft brewers, so we can focus on the things we're best at while creating meaningful scale advantages. And I picked this story because I want, not because I care, I don't drink either breweries beers because they're on the East Coast, but I wonder if we're going to be seeing more of that, small craft breweries partnering with more small craft breweries to make you know some sort of hybrid because of what he's saying, the meaningful scale advantages. Hmm. Yeah, buy, yeah, buy yeah. bottles no, it's cheaper. A, it's a volume business. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you got to be big to make. I mean, if you're like a uh, three thousand barrel a year uh, packaging brewery, you can't make money. Yeah, but if you, you join with a guy that's also a three thousand, you you can both make money. Yeah, co-op stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and if you're brewing beer at both locations, you get fresher beer in both both regions. Like if there's like Florida in the southern regions, and the other breweries up in New England. It, it's fresher beer under the same brand versus it getting shipped up. Mm. And so it's a better way to get fresher yeah. beer faster. Number one, beer quality is everything. Yeah. That's what, that's what Pizza Port people were talking about. Yeah. Well, that's Drink that fresh local. That's the gospel. That's what we should all be worried about. Fresh. Right. Right. We'll, 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 get to, we'll know fresh when we can taste it. Praise the gospel. 
That's true. Especially Fresh with beer. all these these hop forward beers everyone's making these days. Yeah, yeah shelf lands are short. So yeah. if you're going to package yeast slurry, it should be taken fresh. <laughs> right. I Fresh yeast slurry all the time. Always give those unnamed guys in San Francisco some crap like. Can I use this as a starter? Like, <laughs> right. can I get a cell count on this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like a good like slurry, right? Right. Like, yeah. God, it's, I don't. I just don't understand. I it pitch, looks I terrible. Slurry than that. Like, yeah. Right. I drink uh, orange juice that's uh, lighter colored than this. This is insane. <laughs> slurry. Uh, here's another one. Uh, since the day it was coined, the term craft beer has tried to stay far away from the trappings of corporate beer. It's the, the feel, more so than the product itself, that keeps the beer community alive and well. But like with any segment of any industry, there are those who think larger business models are the way to go moving forward. According to Dan White, the CEO and founder of something called Growler USA, which is a partnership between franchising and craft that would actually combine the best of both worlds. Franchising is systematic processes and crafts focus on being different than, quote, big beer. Uh, Dan White, a self-described serial entrepreneur, began Growler USA like any businessman would by running the numbers. He says, quote, looking at the statistics, the growth in the world of craft beer is unprecedented. But honestly, I'm most excited about partnering with local breweries during this process. The concept behind Growler USA is pretty straightforward. Franchisee, franchisees choose a location with aid from corporate. There are currently two locations in Oregon and North Carolina with more than 10 locations slated to open this year. And then immediately start filling their bar with beers from national, regional, and local brewers. Growler USA is focused on keeping each place as unique as possible while still having to operate as a franchise and abide by their corporate policies. One question that's being asked already is how can a business with multiple locations, some having more than 80 taps, maintain not only their diverse menu, but the quality of the beer? And we've seen a couple of like uh, the yard house is one of those places that has a shit ton of taps. <laughs> yeah. But every time you hear you talk to people who are kind of craft beer people, they go like, yeah, it's, it's, it's too, it's impossible to, to clean that many yeah. lines and rotate that much beer through, but yeah. these people are saying they're going to—they have the policies well, first, in place first to, all, to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, think about their customers, right? Yeah, we're not their customers, right? Yeah. we're in the other—we're in the uh, some other percentile, maybe in the top nerds, like ten percent, maybe even higher. Right? <laughs> I, I go higher so than it's that. Not about, it's not about us. It's about you know Bob, Bob and his wife Mary. Or you know, out for a beer and they, and they go like 100 taps. It's got to be better than 48. Let's go to the new craft beer <laughs> let's just, place. Let's get over there, right? Okay. And they'll like right. look at the menu and they go like, oh, we we're from Ohio. Here's a beer like this beer from Ohio. Let's get that, right? It's the Ohio show today, by the way. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it must be. And uh, so th- that's that's you know that's their that's their customer. Now, now okay. we I go in a place like that and I go like, what's your fastest selling IPA? And they go like, oh, well this one. Oh, that's what I'm gonna have. So you know it's on a. You know, it's going to be clean and clean, fresh. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, most of those big places, because of the fact they got 100 beers, it's a long draw, right? Right. So there's like three or four pints in the line. With the line's dirty, and you sell three pints a day, mm-hmm. everybody gets a line pint, right? Like A, a line pint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my new brewery name. So you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yard House. Line pints. The place for the dope <laughs> from Ohio. <laughs> right. If you're from Ohio. We shouldn't mention brewery names. Did, did they mention it in the, in the thing there? Uh, they no, did. they, they didn't did. mention any brewery did, names, Kevin. but... I did no no. There's oh. no brewing. It's oh. called Growler USA. Is the yeah yeah. Is the I've seen place. their I just seen their flash on uh, Facebook or something. Oh okay. I didn't know, I didn't know it was the, the format. So they they provide you. I think they seem to be emphasizing their knowledge about beer. I think they provide uh, you with everything. So, so so they're catering to people that have no knowledge about beer, but like the idea of having a bar. I think so. Yeah. Okay, oh. cool. Yeah. Like you well, can you can franchise. I what a, it's done. There's gonna be somebody that has no nothing knows nothing about beer. 
He's going to be running a bar. I think this, that already exists, but they just make this now more profitable. So on the one hand, I kind of like it because any any dumbass who wants to make some money and open a beer bar, which, hey, open a beer bar. You know, the more beer bars, the better, I guess. To a certain extent, you have more variety. But, yeah. uh, but this makes it a little, a little uh, less likely to suck. Yeah, um, there's some, yeah, if they can come in and they can, you know, institute like programs of yeah. cleaning lines and stuff that, you know, a good uh, pub would do. Yeah, that's great. Rotating your stock yeah, and all yeah. kind of shit. But They've my, been valuable. My concern is like, I don't know, it's just, it's like any franchise, it's going to start feeling the same well, that, everywhere. And a lot about a bar is the lineup and then the people you hire. If you have a great lineup yeah. and you want to hire people, yeah. you're going to have a good bar. But I, I don't know how, who's, I guess maybe about a corporate says, well, just because you're the franchise holder doesn't mean you know shit about beer. Right. You need to hire a manager that does, and we'll, we'll help you interview that person and make sure they do. Hmm. That's great. If they can do all that, it could be a winner. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's one about San Diego. San Diego. Our San Diego friend. Uh, uh, yeah, blah, blah. We were talking about uh, you know, people moving into San Diego to start uh, tap rooms and stuff. Uh, Tin Barrel Brewing, of course, owned by AB InVev, has plans to open a tap house in San Diego's East Village, right there in the middle of Craft Beer's uh, heart. This week, San Diego's downtown community planning council approved a neighborhood use permit for the facility, the first of many steps to make it a reality. The local Brewers Guild, though, is sounding an alarm, quote-unquote an alarm, saying the addition of a brewery that presents itself as a craft establishment but is, in fact, owned by a large international corporation could damage the city's craft beer ecosystem. And I feel a little weird. I wish Jill was here, right? I, well, I, I, I'm kind of glad they're not. I hope they're not listening <laughs> wow. because I, I don't know. This, it's, it's, these are weird quotes, and I want to talk to you guys about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is uh, the first one. Quote, beer drinkers here in San Diego may think that when they patronize this brew pub and buy and drink 10 barrels beer, that they are supporting the local brewing community, said the San Diego Brewers Guild in a statement. That is not the case. Instead, 10 Barrel seeks to deceptively communicate itself as being part of the locally grown marketplace and leverage its resources and size as a corporation to compete against the and ultimately harm the true local brewers and disrupt the market very uh i don't get i I get the fact that they could disrupt the local breweries yeah i just don't see how they can measure the harm i don't see it's immeasurable there's no way to know i mean okay so they're saying the harm is uh confusing the customer He's getting misinformation. Right. I, Which, I, that I, information will help you reflect negatively on the local scene. I guess the assumption is people are, are going to Tin Barrel because they think it's local and that's their goal, where I think their goal is just to drink good beer. But I, I don't know how Tin Barrel is presenting it, so. I don't know either. But if they're saying they are, they got to be smarter than that, right? Right, they? for sure, okay. because that's a so lawsuit, I, I, right? I think that's a stretch. Yeah. If that's quoting the, uh, the guild, I think it's sort of a stretch. I think they act, in actuality... It's more about like, well, in that East Village area, everybody that's down there is typically a brewery that's, you know, showing off the, the beers that they brew there. You're going to know. And I could see that confusing the customer that they're not. Hmm. I could see that. Right as a, as well. an existing brewer in San Diego, I'd be more worried about the 40 breweries in planning yeah. than 10 barrel coming right. well, and opening I, up a pub. I was going to bring up the question of when do you get to the point where you can't get your beer on uh, a tap handle somewhere? Yeah, well, and, and that's what Sean was saying. I was talk. I was asking him about it. He said, you know, getting a, a handle is kind of tough already. Yeah. That's yeah. with 117 people plus the you know other 4,100 in the country that are uh, in distributing into San Diego. So not only with the 40, but now you have another corporation coming in. Well, even with the places ripping out their little taps and putting in you know 30 or 40 taps, it's, yeah. you're still going to tap out. 
For sure. You have to. There's at some point where it's just it's not. And then it gets to be that uh, who's greasing whose palm to get that beer on tap. And right. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that was a weird quote. And then, uh, you know, the, the weird quotes keep coming. Uh, local brewers echoed that sentiment from the San Diego Brewers Guild. Uh, quote, the big beer companies would like nothing more. Now, listen to this. I just think this chick needs to chill. The big beer companies. <laughs> you maybe wrote this. Maybe. I think it, might, I think it is. Uh, the, the quote, big beer companies would like nothing more than a return to the cozy situation of 20 years ago when they enjoyed a 100% cartel market position with no competition, wrote Simon Lacey, president of New English Brewing Company, in a letter to the Planning Council. We must not let that happen, but it is a war that will be fought one skirmish at a time. This is part of the opening salvo. Fucking chill, bro. Um, chill. Calm this guy's down. from San Diego? Uh, he, he's also a Civil sure. War fan. <laughs> yeah. Right. New English. We will not company. go quiet into the still dark. We've seen Independence Day one too many times. One if by land, two if by sea. <laughs> this is, uh, I, I don't know. I, I read that. I was like, this. The, it, it's a brewery. Coming into your market, it's not. It's not anything else than yeah, that. It's not like an invasion from the Russians, right? And and, and, I, and I get yeah. like okay, if Pabst was opening one. Your market is is your market. You're very protective of it, but but what is with all the the war imagery? The part of the opening salvo and cartel market position. Mm-hmm. What well, got your attention? It's weird. Well, yeah, yeah because it's, it's fucking so are, crazy. Are you, are you like riled up right now? No, like I don't. Oh. I, I don't uh. care. Uh, Kevin Hopkins, President Emer, uh, Emer, Emer, Emergency, President Emergency of the San Diego Brewers Guild, adds that the money AB InBev spends on its ten thousand square foot brew pub could ultimately prevent smaller brewers from being able to open downtown as property values escalate. Now, I thought this was kind of a, like a, a millennial um, <laughs> argument where that, it's not fair. Trickle down the because other because they can Ford to open up downtown? Quote, it's not just what the definition of craft is. It's what the impact does that has... It's what impact does that have on the passion of independently owned businesses? So he said, he said... I'll read that again because oh, I, I flubbed it. Uh, it's not just what the definition of craft is. It's what impact does that have on the passion of independently owned businesses? If large companies can throw around millions, how are smaller companies going to be able to move in? What they're doing is putting a local flavor and feel to something that has been done in a factory. How did it happen in the sixties? That craft beer started. Craft beer started then, when it was all macro, technically. Yeah. So it already happened. I don't understand. It's like the auto industry, right? Right. Like there was a time when you know you couldn't get a good American car, so you had you, you in the in your deciding what you were going to car you were going to take, you had to choose foreign to get quality, right? And I think it's the same with beer, right? Yeah. I don't really care who if, if uh, Toyota makes my car or GM, as long as it's a car I feel like I'm getting value and it's a dependable car. Yeah. That's, as a consumer, that's what I'm after. I don't think I, I wouldn't want the city of San Diego listening to this hyperbola. Which is, you know, it's pretty strong statements. Yeah. And deciding whether I get to experience 10 barrel or not. I'll taste the beer. If I like it, I'll come back. Right, and, and what happened to the free market? Like, if, if, yeah. if people buy it and it's good. I mean, good. I understand everybody's after their own interests, and I'm, again, I'm a... 100% fan of craft people and brewers yeah. and the people that are, I'm, I'm sure I love these people that are making these statements. It's just that, you know, the public is the one that has to be served. Absolutely. Not, not their own individual interest. Well, and I, my favorite part about this was this 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 person is worried that 
uh, an expensive place is going to be able to come in and, and, and drive the costs up so then a smaller place can't open up. Well, what the f- what kind of logic is that? Well, that okay, it so seems insane okay. to me. Well, for instance, say, say you are backed by a big company yeah. and you know $30,000 a month rents don't scare you. Well, fine. You could you could just go right in that, that space and you just you pay that that for it. it might be over market, but that's going to affect the next guy down the street. It's like trying to open up a three thousand square foot place. So open open well, two blocks away. I get I get that point that uh, you know when you're when you're small money getting mixed and big money's coming in. It's going to drive up your costs, I'm sure. Well, sure, but but you should be able to. I don't know. I feel like if that's the market, that's the market, and I don't think you should limit limit people that have more money no. coming into a market because not, yeah. not only is it it's creating jobs, it's paying right. taxes, it's right. doing all the things that mm. that we want as people living in this community, yeah. but you're going to drive them out or keep them away just in case somebody else wants to yeah. start up. It yeah. makes no sense to me. Well, yeah, maybe I can see. I would like to see the. Uh, San Diego uh, Planning Commission or whatever, whatever this is in front of, see what they would, somebody's proposing might be written into like a law that says, what, the law, what would the law be like? Well, you can't be, you know, people who open up a, a, a beer outlet yeah. have to have meet some requirements that are like all craft. That wouldn't make any sense at all. No, it wouldn't. No. And Warren, what are you going to say? The people that are driving up the prices of doing business for new entrants into the brewing market are not the people that can afford the $10 a square foot of a downtown location for a brew pub. It's the 40 other breweries in planning that are going to take up the square footage in the industrial parks, which is where the cheap square footage is. They're already going to be there, so that's going to drive up the prices for the latecomers. And so really, these guys are just Mm, complaining about nothing. Well, yeah. And, you know, and I get it. Nobody can afford that. Well, they want to justify their jobs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, that was oh, and then uh, so the the counter to this uh, argument is essentially that big beer is already in San Diego. It's called Ballast Point in St. Archer. Like it's already there. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it's it's a non-argument. But anyway, anyway, beer news is brought to you today by Wine and Hop Shop. You can go to wineandhop dot com and uh, check out all their kits and all their good stuff for you to make uh, some killer beers, man. Man, Fair. I wish Jill would have been here. Yeah, but she's not having fun. We don't have fun. Uh, all right, Warren, that's a Twitter game. Twitter game, of course, game, was brought to you by the Labruski Cruise. If you want to come and party with us, that's uh, already ready. If you what? what? Might want to try. Might want to. Might, 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 might want to try. Magana Shaw. Doc will be there. Might want to try what? Magana Shaw. Try to get there. The Bruce yeah. They still have cabins. They still have cabins available. They still have room for you to come and party with us. It's going to be a, 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 a great time for sure. I'm going to bring all my Xanax. Be any, no bad. It'll be no bad, all good, no baby. No bad, all good, baby. Yeah. All right. You so know, you, you know as cruises go, those prices should be going down, I'm thinking. Is that what happens? At least don't they at the end? I don't know. That's a good question. Might yeah. you, maybe a deal. Check I it think out. everybody gets an They're upgrade. pretty close to being full, though. They're pretty close to yeah. being full, but there's still room available, and oh, we okay. sail on Tuesday. And it is like so. next week. So. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. Are you ready? When's the fun start? Fun starts now, baby. Cool. So I'm pretty sure the Never Twitter stopped. game was, what are we doing to get ready for the Labruski Cruise? Yes. What are we doing to get ready for the Labruski Cruise, Warren? Uh, I'd like to know. What were some well, good ones that you had? L- Louis says... Bevo is currently shopping life insurance policies for Sam that don't in- require a blood test or background medical check. Okay. That was uh, very serious. Because I'm going to throw him off the boat? Right. And um, ac- accidents shoot. happen. And yeah. then no, yeah. I like Sam. It might be time to cash out. I like Sam, I'm, I'm too. I'm glad you do. Oh. Well, but you can't be too careful. You can't be too careful. Or you like someone By the end much. of the cruise, maybe not so much. <laughs> 
Uh, Stop being creepy, Doc. Eric says, <laughs> JP is pressing his best Donald Duck sailor outfit. Ooh, you guys are so dressing that way, aren't you? No, just, yeah, with oh, no, do you want to see a picture? Can I see a picture of that? With no pants. Show the, I'd like to see it. the camera there or something. Because I'm going to be wearing it. it. No, I don't want to. Doc see it. Do you yeah. want Doc see it? Yeah, I want to see it. Well, look, it's just me. I'll still wear it. It's just me. Uh, Justin says, getting bikini waxes and new double-ended dildos. <laughs> Not Justin, 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 but another Yeah, one. if I was going to wear my Thanks, okay. thanks yeah. Warren. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bevo. Wow. Um, Twitch says, Bevo is busy changing cabins to get away from Justin. That happened. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Nick says, super hydration, carb loading, and jalapeno enema cleanses. Jalapeno enema cleanses. I don't know. I guess the burn feels good. Is that what they mean with feel the burn? Uh, I don't know. I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders about to shove jalapenos at my butt. Well, maybe that's part of the fun. Are you going to do it yourself? Uh, Phil says. I got long arms. Emulating Justin by looking for someone to fill in to host the show for them while on vacation. Okay. So Uh, far, I don't like any of these. Yeah. They're kind of dumb. But anyway, continue. Right. Uh, Chris B says, Bevo is getting lots of sleep now since she'll always have to be sleeping with one eye open, <laughs> sharing room with Justin. <laughs> okay. I like that. I would put that down. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, Chris B. One eye open. I love right. it. Yeah. Read, get, get into the mic there. Oh, I'll get all into there it. There you go. Uh, get all up in that shit. Beardy is getting his beard life preserver fitted while everyone but Bevo is getting a liver transplant in preparation. Okay. Um, I, like, I like that this person thinks that Bev... Is so awkward that she needs to get one fitted for her. That's not nice. <laughs> well, it was me. What? Oh. Okay, uh, go ahead. Twoskies Brewskies said Nair and spray tans. <laughs> well, duh. Holler. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah duh. Get a case price on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd says marinated livers and hedge trimmers. It rhymes, so. Okay. Hedge trimmers, like. No, I get it. Oh, Go okay. ahead. Keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm uh, not completely stupid. Joel says, <laughs> working out how many cavities Tasty Cookies and Somas can be used to smuggle goods on board. Oh, yeah. Who was that? Uh, Joel. So, Joel. What's a Soma? I'll make it. Uh, it's a there. muscle relaxer. Oh. I like that one. That's pretty good. Okay. That's we, good. Just, we just have to draw straws to be who's the mu- mule. <laughs> put them in a vitamin bottle. No. It's no fun that way. <laughs> yeah, where's your sense of adventure, Beth? Do they look at the at the bottle and see when all the pills are different? Oh, they do because nowadays on the bottle it says what the what it's supposed to be in there and what it's supposed to look like. But oh, really? Gives descriptions. Uh-huh. Like if I bring my bottle of like uh, cholesterol pills, are they going to open the bottle? Do you think? Yeah, they, they don't. They inside? don't like to see prescription drugs out of the original bottle. Right, but if I let's pretend I had a bunch of Norcos and I just put them in the bottle of my cholesterol meds, where they open the bottle and look through my meds, they probably steal them all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what them Norcos look like. All right, okay. So uh, we had Twitch, who said, "What did he say?" Nair and spray tans. I thought that was Twosky. Oh, sorry. Twats, Twits. What the hell? Yeah, that was Twosky. Twitch is Who one of the said, first ones. Uh, Bevo is busy changing cabins to get away from Justin. Okay. Bevo's changing cabins. Chris B. said something about Bev. Said she's oh. getting a lot of sleep now since she'll always have to keep one eye open. I okay. like that one. Keep right, one eye open. Uh, Twosky said Nair and spray tans. And Joel <laughs> says Soma smuggling. Yep. Uh, who votes for uh, Twitch? Now we're already changing cabins. Nope. 
about Chris B sleeping with one eye open. Sure. That's the winner. Chris B. Look Chris at you, B. Buddy. Way to go. Wait, I didn't get to vote. <laughs> Which You're, one do you want, Doug? The last one. You're That's a lot like uh, in Nevada. A, a voting Republican in California. It I know. doesn't matter. Nope. It just doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Uh, okay, very good. That was brought to you, of course, by the Lebrewski Cruise. I really hope to, to party with you guys. It'll be fun. Uh, speaking of fun... Fun. Beersmith. Everybody knows about Beersmith. We already know about Beersmith, oh, yeah. right? But do you know you can get a 21-day free trial? Um, I like talking to, to professional brewers who use Beersmith. I thought that was really cool. I think James Costa still uses yeah. Beersmith from Half Moon Bay from last show. That was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, check out Beersmith.com. Brad is over there working real hard, so you don't really have to do anything. Everything will be on drop-downs, and you kind of just brew your beer because that's what we want to do. You know, We want all the information right there, uh, and Beersmith allows you to do that. It does all the calculations for you. Uh, I hate doing math. Uh, math is terrible. Anything beyond a double-digit, uh, you know, addition subtraction, it's it's tough for me. So yes. and I like clean display printouts. So yeah. that's the good part. Also, right? when you've got it all set up, you just print it out. It's great. Plan <laughs> it's your great. day by it. Colors good. Color yeah, graph. Good contrast. It's great. Uh, Warren, are you ready? Uh, Almost. Yeah. Sure. I go f- get to go the for page. it. Um, right. Is this my last time having to do this? No. 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 We're going to be so okay. Well, here I'll give you a little bit more time. So we are off. Let me just update everybody. Open my calendar. What's we he are. What a raise! What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no. We no, are just, off. This is work. That's work. We are off next week, next Monday. Okay, yeah. um, and then I think the Monday three seven is going to be a post show from the cruise. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing some video and whatever. Then we're off to uh, Sierra Nevada Beer Camp, which may or may not be public knowledge yet. <laughs> Okay, um, oh, and then the next Monday show is going to be on three fourteen with seven stills. Uh, I will be hosting <laughs> that. I'll be hosting that as well. Um, so, Doc, Stephen Stills, Stephen Stills, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many times I look at that on my calendar? <laughs> cool. Catches me every time. Might be a meltdown with spirits being. I, I, yeah, I think uh, I think the BN's going to pay for Ubers for everybody. What do you think, man? I, th- I think it's an awesome idea. <laughs> it's an awesome idea. Too. I'll tell you what. I'll Uber my way over here. Okay. And then, and, and then, then what? You, you can Uber me back. <laughs> I'm not going to remember. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, yeah, until then, if you guys want some live shows, I mean, you're kind of ass out. We're, we're, we're all going to be gone for a couple of weeks. But uh, when we come back, you know, uh, when we come back, you know. We'll, Justin we'll, might be here. Justin might be here. He might not. But we'll, we'll pick up where we left off. In the meantime, check out a bunch of the other shows. You know, we have uh, Dr. Homebrew and the Jamil shows and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, you, you won't be left wanting uh, beer information. All right, Warren, are you ready now? Or oh, I was ready already. I was just asking. Ready, ready, ready. All right. Thanks, everybody, for sticking thanks. with us. Uh, it's the session, and we're about to go on a cruise, baby. Very, baby. Very, very. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. We have the fine folks from Pizza Port here sharing great beer, information, and puns. Merge your love with, of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts by going to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplife.com. Get on Twitter for more for some great beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at ho- Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDee. And Warren is adding the noise over at Another Beardy. The production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show was loosely produced by JP. Bevo is putting on her third coat of bronzer. And your captain on tonight's voyage was JP. Be sure to follow tonight the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
Cherry. 